I find I'm quite willing to overlook the unblemish in a woman, provided she's got something else to make up for it. Well, that's what we're all here for, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Again, Silver and Gold, episode 22, baby. I am the Loaf, and with me, the Zalm. We are here. And Dr. Zalm. We are, wait, what are we? Yeah. 12 years old. 12 years old. We have a little uh, Mr. Higgins treat for you this week from Hamicus. A magnificent bastard, giving us a magnificent bastard double feature, Michael Caine, in 1966, Alfie, and 1981's Victory, or Escape to Victory, depending on, I don't know what. So, we're going to review those. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about buttholes. We're going to I don't talk really about, feel like talking about movies this week. Eh, we'll just talk about buttholes then. So Let's talk about it? Van Halen. <laughs> My butthole? It's been shitting out cat turds. Bloop, 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 bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I've been shitting out solid, half solid coffee. Now I want you people to know something right now. <laughs> we have an app known as, what is it called? Fart what? <laughs> Fart Studio. Fart what? Fart Studio. Studio. Okay, Fart Studio. Now, okay, we have this app, and I just said we were talking about assholes and me shitting cat turds out of my asshole. What would be a perfect time for Fart Studio? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> On the ball with the fart. Ooh, ow. That sounds like mud butt to me. <laughs> uh, okay. I could do that all day. <laughs> anyway. Um life's <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, let's not <laughs> All right, that's enough. All right, this is so, the uh, how are you? No wonder you did do it. How are you, Zom? <laughs> Oh my god! All right, I am Composure. fine. <laughs> okay, it's it's uh, <clears throat> everything's great. 
It's nice. It's fucking. Let me tell you something. To the, I, I, I haven't got a chance to speak to any of our Canadian contingent, but if all the cold shit that we're getting right now has any uh, inkling of what's going on up there, they must be some cold motherfuckers. We are on it's a cold. We are on a weather roller coaster here. It's either sixty three and rainy, or like mm-hmm. thirty and sunny. That's how, uh, that's well, usually how winter starts for us. But uh, the sixty three yeah. is a little odd. I wish it would stop getting so warm. Like I could have gone out without a jacket yesterday. And then by the time I got home, I regretted only wearing my Apple Store fleece. So it's Oy. weird. It keeps it just going it, up. Uh, it was fifty-five here, and then dropped down to twenty-two. And when I went walking this morning, let me tell you something. Jesus H Christ! It was fucking <laughs> cold. Uh, cold. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been a pretty uh, whatever week. Um, I, I, I mentioned the uh, regional films that we had at our theater last week, and whew. three and a half hours of Asian of yeah, or not Asian of Western South Southwestern Asian fun. I guess is that like cowboy Asian? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. The movie is actually the the long one. It's a Tamil movie. It's um, it's was it Asian or Indian? Well, India is part of Asia, so... What the fuck? I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Right. It is not an Asian film. It is an Indian film. Um, It is a... uh, (laughs) Now, do you want me to go into the the racial stereotypes so we can define what I'm talking about here? I don't think so. We'll talk about that one next week. (laughs) Skin color. Um, The... It's a remake of a a movie I actually didn't mind. I thought it was pretty good. Three Idiots. Um, I don't know why it needed to be remade because it had fucking subtitles and so does this one. But um, it's... I should have picked my nose before we started. You should have what? Nothing. It's... um, my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now you got me all worried about my nose. Like anybody can see all the bugs and snot up in there. Bug. But um, I just had a long few days in a row with with staying late at work and um, and then uh, I had to go to a wedding on Saturday night, and then uh, so I was, I, I was I was supposed to be on um, podcast without honor humanity this past week, and uh-huh. I had to fucking cancel at the last minute. I felt like an oh. because I couldn't I couldn't get to the movies. There was no way I had to work Sunday oh. day, and it was brutal. So we're, oh. I'm going to be on this Sunday. So anyway, um, that's it for me. So what have you been watching this week, sir? All right, I had to watch a couple movies. Um, Oh, I, I, uh, I, this is one that uh, I don't know if I'd say I was ashamed that I hadn't seen it, but it seems like everybody's seen it but me. Uh, Peeping Tom. Really? Um, have you seen that? I have. Very good. It is on, uh, I think it's on Netflix Instant Watch. It's, it's and been finally, for a while. So. Yeah, I finally checked it. It was in my queue, and I have decided instead of, unless it's something really new that I want to see, I have decided to quit uh, moving stuff to the top and just uh, taking it as it comes. And sometimes that's okay because you forget what you got in there, and it's like, oh shit, you know, I forget. Well, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, the, you have to take into account the the time period that this mm-hmm. was made in, mm-hmm. and then that makes it even you know better because you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they they got away with some of this stuff. But 
by one glaring thing that I that I I wouldn't say that I didn't like, but I mean the guy was so obviously fucking weird, and you know <laughs> it was just like I mean everybody in the in in the town, everybody in the state, everybody everywhere would be like, okay, this this guy's the killer because he was so fucking weird, so obvious, you know. I guess whatever, but you know maybe he wasn't because they always say the fucking ones that are killers are the quiet ones that nobody ever thinks about, and this guy was just bug eyed and weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He looked like uh, Michael Shannon, sort of. Well, maybe not, <laughs> except like a, an Aryan version. But anyway, I thought it was, it was pretty good. Some people, you know, I don't know, liked it more than me, but I I didn't like it. I, I, I don't know. It was all right. <laughs> okay, so anyway. I had some it had some hot chicks in it. Uh, that's one thing I liked. Uh, next movie I watched, which surprised me, sort of, because I'd heard so many people say that uh, they really liked it, and that's the only reason I watched it. Because if on the on face value, I would have thought, eh, is the movie Moneyball with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, and it was fucking good. And it was <sighs> okay. You know, if you're a sports fan, I, I'm kind of burnt out on sports movies. Like yeah. when I watched Warrior, everybody got a big boner over that, and I was like, yeah, just typical sports movie you know whatever um but moneyball was good it and brad pitt was excellent in it and um the one thing i noticed about him and i i know some people have probably said this before i don't know but as tom cruise running is to tom cruise eating in a movie is to brad pitt he fucking eats in every goddamn movie he's in (laughs) all he's talking and he eats a lot in this movie uh, but it was good. Check it out, even if you don't like uh, sports. Um, the next one, which was – okay, now this one pretty much blows those two away, and I'm not surprised that it did because I have heard a lot of good things about that. This And it was called In the Name of the King, uh, Two Worlds with Dolph Lundgren, uh, directed by <laughs> Uwe Boll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck a duck. This movie was so fucking uh, – so bad it's good. It was so bad that it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was bad. Jesus, it was bad. And um, there was a movie about these a uh, long time ago, not a long time ago, but say it was like in the 90s maybe, about these two guys that went to college and they made shitty grades. So they heard that if your roommate uh, commits suicide, uh-huh. that they, they give you like an A in every class because they're afraid you'll be depressed. And the guy that played the crazy guy that killed himself was the king in this. And it also has the hot chick that was in the Blood Rain movies that played Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't – She it, it took me a while to realize who she was because she wasn't overtly hot. Like you know, in Blood Rain, Third Reich, she had the big titties smashed up together and was just really, really super hot. In this one, she was more of a nicer person. So anyway, but Dolph was so slow. My friend Randy, I I said if there was ever a movie, and if they ever made a movie about Frankenstein, he should play the part because he's so slow. His knees are shot, and he's running and stuff. And he goes, I was just thinking the same thing. He looks like Frankenstein. But it was, it was. If you get a chance, watch it. If you is it on instant or did you rent it? No, this guy I work with fucking bought it. Nice. (laughs) He goes, was it any good? I'm like, oh. Okay, the next one was uh, this one. I was surprised how shitty it was. It was a movie called Deadly, The Deadly Trackers. It had Richard Harris. It had Rod Taylor, William Smith. Uh, 
Oh fuck! Uh, the the guy that played Salazzo from uh, uh, the Godfather, uh, Al Lat- Latieri, and um, I can't remember what the other guy's name is. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> this movie was fucking horrible. Rod Taylor was so racist. He this is the first movie I ever seen him in where he was a bad guy, and he was so racist. He had a guy in his gang that was uh, African American guy, mm-hmm. and he called him the N word like every two seconds. Richard Harris in a western was just like uh, he was supposed to be like a pacifist at first, and oh, it was just bad. And uh, William Smith. Um, his his name was a uh, schoolboy, and he was kind of like a semi-retarded, great big guy who was like uh, also like when William, in every movie William Smith's in when he plays a bad guy, if he's strangling somebody, raping somebody, or like beating somebody, <laughs> he gets almost like a look on his face, like he's like he's coming in his pants, and it was. And then this one dude, um, he he had instead of having a hand, he uh, he had like a piece of a, of a. Um, um, the rail from a, like a train, the actual rail that it runs on, but it looks stupid because it was really thick. It was like a, it was like as thick as a goddamn brick, and that was supposed to be his hand. Why would and you it was want done, that like, as a hand of all the things? I don't know. Fucking get he a hook just, at least. He'd like grab a watermelon, and when he was eating, it, he'd just take that great big. And it was like a big. It was like an anvil. And he would like smash <laughs> shit. It was stupid, and then, I mean, it was uh, it was bad. That movie was fucking so bad, and it's on instant watch. It is bad. And then I went and read all the reviews of it, and everybody said they thought it was great, and it was violent as hell. I guess it took place at a time where they were switching over like some kind of ratings thing, and they had there was like a brief period in between where there there wasn't a lot of oversight. Yeah. And so they got away with a lot of shit. And the guy that, like I said, that Al Lettieri that played, um, he was in, um, oh, the Charles Bronson movie about the watermelons. Mr. Majestic, he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then he played Salazzo in The Godfather. He was, this was the last movie he was in, and I know why. He had to, I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he died of a heart attack. He was so fat in this movie, and he played a Mexican, and it was bad. Okay, so anyway, um, that's enough of that one. <laughs> but it was bad, man. If you want to watch a fucking shitty movie, watch that fucking turd. Uh, <laughs> it took me a long time to get through it, too. Next one, uh, I'd already seen Cowboys and Aliens. Watch that again. Uh, Olivia Wilde, ra- rapidly, if not at the top of my list for the hot honeys. I love her. Um, next one I watched um, was... Uh, uh, the Sal- Sa- Salvatore Dali movie, uh, Un, uh, I cannot even pronounce this, Un Chien Andulao. It's the <laughs> classic one, the, the, the short that's only like maybe 20 minutes long. Yeah. That, uh, has the, the scene where they take the straight razor and cut the guy's eyeball open. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. It's in black and white. It's on Instant Watch. Uh, it's just strange. It's, it's more of an artistic thing. Uh, like just uh, it tells a story, but man, it is odd, and it's worth twenty minutes. It's a classic, so if you get a chance to watch it. Uh, next one I watched was uh, Scott of the Antarctic. Uh, this was John Mills, and it's a true story. Um, this is one of those ones that's kind of uh, it's it's an adventure movie. You know, you always hear action adventure. Well, it doesn't ha- really have any violence or anything like that, and it's it's, it's a true story about these guys that were uh, trying to to. Uh, be the first guys to get to the South Pole, mm-hmm. and uh, it was made in 1948. And just the way they shot it, and all this, the you know the scenery and all the stuff they did. There's a there's like a um, 
a bit of controversy because I think they said that uh, uh, that they kind of try the glossed over some of the shit that he did mm-hmm. to try and make him look like more of a hero. I don't even know. And and people are arguing back and forth whether that's true or not. I don't know. Um, next one I watched was uh, Jane Eyre, which uh, I didn't watch the Fastbender one yet. It's in my queue, but uh, this one was uh, Orson Welles. And he uh, played um, Rochester in this one, and uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it's an older, you know, older movie, you know, but still, uh, it, was, it was worth a watch. I, I, I'm curious to watch the one with Michael Fassbender, just see, you know, the, the comparisons and stuff, and how they, as, as you know, uh, a, a modern movie compared to a movie made back in like the 50s. Yeah. Uh, next one I watched was on Blu-ray. It was uh, Margin Call with Kevin Spacey. Um, we played in the theater t- forever. Yeah, it was a good movie. I mean, it's interesting if you if you are into politics and stuff like that, and uh, all the shit that happened with uh, these fuck faces, uh, basically almost destroying the world economy, and uh, just knowing that they were doing it and doing it anyway. Um, but it was a good movie. Um, let's see, uh, to me more. Ugh. Man, she's fucking just turned into a hag. And uh, if I was Ashton Kutcher, I don't know. I always suspected that she was his beard, but um, oh, I, I don't know. I never did like her that much. She was insane, almost fire though. Uh, let's see. Um, the next one I watched uh, was uh, uh, from the um, classic documentary series "World at War," uh, Operation Barbarossa. 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 And it didn't have Gary Busey or Willie Nelson in it. Um, this was about the uh, Germans uh, attacking um, the Russians uh, after they had made a pact with them uh, to be allies, and then they attacked them in World War II. I think like 25 million people ended up getting killed as a result. Uh, pretty good. Uh, uh, the world, the world at war documentary series and i said this on facebook the other day when we were talking about it i will go out on a limb and say it's the best documentary series if not the best maybe the best documentary period mm-hmm. ever it's so well researched they went and talked to all these old nazis uh and it was made i watched this they used to show it on tv after school uh, in the like 70s i think 70s yeah, probably like late mid late seventies, and uh, it's just fascinating. And, and they didn't like talk to a lot of like the the big shots because most of them were probably either hung or dead. But uh, you know, and 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 uh, it just goes all the way through every facet of World War II. It was excellent. Next one I watched uh, was another documentary called Julian Assange, a and uh, a modern day hero with a question mark. Uh, this is pretty good. Um, you know, if you follow anything about WikiLeaks, uh, very insightful, and he uh, tells a lot about. You know, he takes questions and stuff like that um, at, at the end, and people ask him. You know, do you think you're doing the right thing, or are you giving up uh, things that could cost people their lives? And he explains that anything that would, you know, like troop movements, if they had anything like that, they would never put it out. But it's it's pretty good. It's interesting. He's kind of an interesting dude, and in how like they tried to kind of smear him and make him look like shit and everything. Um, this next one was a um, – I don't know if it's, a, if it's a documentary or if it's a mockumentary. Uh, it's called A Complete History of My Sexual Failures, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was pretty funny. And there's <laughs> – this guy is a fucking 
British guy, and he's kind of a schlub, so he decides he's going to to uh, make a documentary and talk to all his ex girlfriends uh, about why they broke up with him, what was wrong with him. Well, of course, he gets cold shoulder on a lot of them. Some of them, you know, basically, I don't want to talk to you. Go fuck yourself, and uh, <laughs> he's impotent. So <laughs> he's trying to find a way to get over that, and he ends one scene. And, you know, I, I don't give a fuck if anybody, if I'm giving anything away because it's just funny. He goes to a dominatrix and she beats his ass, which was <laughs> hilarious. And not only that, but she has him tied up and she beats his nuts, which Uh-oh. was just, I fucking almost pissed myself. It just, <laughs> when she was hitting him in the nuts. It was great. Uh, another documentary. I was on a documentary tear. Um, it's <clears> called. Uh, this was sad. It was called The Brandon Tina Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, that was. Uh, the, uh, the 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 true the documentaries you know, the true version or the true story of the uh, uh, was it boys don't cry with uh, Hillary oh, Swank yeah, yeah. and God it was it was just sad and how those people were just was sickening intolerant assholes and the shit that they did to this person you know it was just ridiculous if you haven't seen the movie watch the movie the movie's really good with Hillary Swank yeah, and yeah. and this is really good too it's on instant watch a lot of most of the shit's on instant watch I went on an instant watch tear uh, another documentary was uh, Killer at Large and it's one of the, the uh, like a food documentary about people being big and fat and obese and um, there's been a lot of those the last few years yeah it just uh, they they go into a lot of different facets of it. It's uh it's not it's not as uh, like Morgan Spurlock's Super Size Me is more fun and funny. Yeah. And I mean he does it. It's it's informative. But you know, like I said, uh, there's so many of those they kind of get generic. Uh, but this was still good. It was it was it was in- interesting to watch. They had a few uh, perspectives that were you know I never thought of. And uh, I am about an hour into watching a movie called The Alien Girl which is on Netflix Instant Watch. Uh, it's a Russian movie, uh, kind of a Revenger movie. Uh-huh. And so far, it's pretty good. I'll have to tell you more about that next week. Next That's week. it. And got some comic books and uh, nothing really jumping out That's that was like uh, boner-inducing. Yeah. Um, That's about it, motherfucker. That's it, motherfucker. So uh, I've done the... As I said on Gentleman's Guide that I recorded this morning, uh, I've, done, I've done the now maybe slightly legendary double feature of Snowtown and Tyrannosaur. Ooh. Oh. Although mine was separated by a couple days only because I only had time to watch one movie and then wait a couple days and then watch another. But those are the two I watched in a row. Snowtown, man, oh, both of them were, were just really fantastic. Uh, Snowtown was um, – there's not much in movies anymore, and it's probably because I'm a kind of a jaded asshole, but there's not much in movies anymore that kind of bug me. Uh-huh. Um, unless it's just like real footage of somebody fucking breaking an arm or something yeah. that just grosses yeah. me out. But the bathroom scene, oh my God. I was like, uh, oh my God. Uh, so sadistic. And, and it's, it's one of those things <laughs> that... I judge it more less on what I actually feel while I'm watching it and more on would I be embarrassed if someone were to walk in and see me watching it. <laughs> and this naked? is one of those – yeah, and naked, <laughs> touching <laughs> myself. Um, oh, oh I, that would be so bad. <laughs> if my wife had walked in in the middle of the bathroom scene in Snowtown, I, I would have paused it cause, so she wouldn't have to like listen to it. Um, that, it Let me was, ask you a question. Do you have what? any brothers? I have a younger brother, yeah. <sighs> Okay, well, I'm not even gonna ask you what I was gonna ask. <laughs> no. God, that was just I was like, "What the fuck?" At the, yeah. at the 
Ding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, I'm not gonna, you know. Give there, away. There's a lot. It's just this. Nothing's pretty about this movie. There, it's I'm telling, it's yeah, gross. I, I told other people, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to do a top ten of the year. No, I this was introduced to me by Rach, Rach on film. Yeah, and and, uh, I'll tell you what, I I've said it after looking at all the shit that I watched, and I put that was like I think my number one movie for the year. Both this and uh, Tyrannosaur, like as soon as I watched them, I was like, oh yeah, top five right there. Yeah. I need to watch that one. I saw the previews and it looks really good. And, I, I, uh, I actually, and then what I was saying this morning, I, I like Tyrannosaur even a little bit more. Really? And it's, and it's because I like, um, I really, really like the performances by uh, Peter Mullen and uh, uh, Olivia, what's her last name? Olivia Coleman, I think. Um, both of them are really good. And he, the guy, Peter Mullen, we'll go, I guess we'll move on to Tyrannosaur. This is. Um, this movie follows more of a plot line, I guess. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, Snowtown just shows brutality, brutality. Tyrannosaur Ugh. has a has a beginning, a middle, and an end, essentially. Yeah. But, oh my god, Olivia Coleman is really good. She plays this kind of like, she pl- runs like a little Christian charity shop, and um, Peter Mullen is just, he's messed up. Like, he yeah. has the worst temper, and... Um, and she kind of, I don't know, they kind of become friends in a weird way. And just the relationship between the two of them, I, I really liked it a lot. And uh, and I recommend checking this one out, too. I, yeah. I'm going to buy both of these as soon as I get them available here. So There is a uh, like a full documentary uh, about the real incident and the what the real Snowtown murders and everything on YouTube. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I started to a couple times, and for some reason I haven't. Yeah, but that's one one other reason that that one just chills you to the bone mm-hmm. is that that shit actually happened, and it was so bad that the courts sealed all the documents. Yeah, uh, and nobody so nobody would know what happened. And then when they made this movie, they went to the courts and said, "Hey, we're making this movie. We want to be want it to be as accurate and truthful as possible." And they unsealed them for the people to make the movie. And so you're getting to see all this shit. And it's like, how can people just? Uh, I, th- uh, I think it might have been on our Facebook group some point in the discussion about Snowtown. Two things that are interesting that the Snowtown Australia they actually wanted. To, they're they're looking into changing the name of the city yeah. after this movie. Well, and then the majority of the stuff didn't happen in Snowtown, right? But they ended up well, just the, you know, they were the just found is- there, yeah. And then um, and what was the other thing about this? Um, shit, I can't even remember what the other thing I was going to bring up. Um, but. You know the the two things I like best about those two movies are like the anguish that certain people like go through. Like Ugh. if somebody, if an actor can fucking fill their eyes up with tears, it that that will always, <laughs> that always gets you, man. Yeah. And and the two, um, I don't know the kid's name in this. Uh, he was fucking excellent. He was really good. He looks yeah. kind of like Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I never um, thought about that until you just said that, and he does. And then, and then the Olivia uh, in in Tyrannosaur also she's a good crier. So, yeah. um, so for uh, I'll move on from that. The for uh, this week on when we uh, I did a review for Gentleman's Guide with uh, Cinemascus Justin and the Lightning Bug 
uh, we reviewed uh, a Congolese film called Viva Riva. It's a kind of a it's a gangster film, and um, it was it was uh, definitely a solid film. Um, what the my favorite part about it was is that it is from uh, the DRC, you know, the Congo, and it was you know it's very interesting seeing like a it, it like a, well, like we were saying on the show, it would be a standard movie otherwise. But the fact that it, its setting really makes it unique. Um, it's about a guy that uh, has been in Angola for a while and has stolen a bunch of gas to come back to the Congo and sell it. And um, so he's got a local like bully crime lord guy that he has to deal with because he's in love with that guy's uh, girlfriend. And then he has this guy, this nasty bastard from Angola who has followed him back to the Congo and say, uh, I want my gas back. So... Um, it's pretty good. It's on instant, so you can hear our review of it on on the Gentleman's Guide this week. So, um, and then um, the show I had to delay. I'm going to uh, be on podcast without honor humanity this coming uh, weekend, yeah. uh, and reviewing a couple films. One of which is Temptress of a Thousand Faces. It's a Shaw Brothers film from the late '60s. It's a remake of the French film Fantomas uh, about a super criminal that can basically just put on a mask and look like anybody else. Ah. Um, and this was, this was really good. So you have to check out a review of that uh, when we get it up. We're also doing um, a beat Takeshi movie called violent cop. Cause after I saw Sonatine, I, I've just, I really wanted to check out more. So this gave me the excuse. So I haven't watched that one yet, but, and then I started watching uh phantom this morning cause I'd never seen that either. And I've, I've been sitting on that one for a couple of years. So, it, this finally gave me the reason, and and it's a it's a good remake. I mean, the Temptress of a Thousand Faces. It's a they've cha- they've changed enough to make it its own movie. So, um, it's good stuff. And that was it for me. Uh, no, oh, and I wanted to bring this up. Uh, so you recommended I started watching the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy miniseries. I'm like two and a half, almost three episodes I've watched. I'm fucking lost, dude. <laughs> what? Just, I don't. I, I don't know why. I cannot keep up with it at all. I've, I've watched Christ. it with the subtitles. <laughs> subtitles. It's in English. It's in English, but I can't. I've, I fuck. If you miss a name, you're fucking done. Oh my god! I'm, I'm fucking reading the book right now for like like the third time. I have. I have no idea, dude. This is such a complex story. It I is have, complex. That's why I love it. I have no idea how they've crammed this into a two-hour movie. That's that's another. I mean, honest to God, that's one thing about uh, this movie, the the new one that's coming out. That I'm like, you know, I love the book and I love the miniseries so uh-huh. much. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to cram all this in there? Because it is complex. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I think it probably, you know, I told some people, I said, I'll watch the miniseries first. But I think, I think you probably would, if you haven't seen the miniseries, if you watch the, the, the movie first and then watch the miniseries, the miniseries will just add so much more to it. Uh, it you know, but I don't know. But I mean, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not What's that I, it's not that I dislike it. It's just that I feel lost, and I'm hoping that I, I watched the first two. That's where I, that's where I felt lost after the first two. I haven't finished the third episode yet. I feel like it's going to turn a corner, and they're they're going to get past the initial like gathering information, and that's that's where it's going to catch me. So, but don't don't you know don't don't tell me anything. So, I'm, okay, but, well, I'll figure it out. I'll do you know who it control out. is? 
No, I don't even know. Do you know who Jim Prido is? No, I don't. Toby Estehazy. <laughs> Roy Bland. I don't know shit. I'm dumb, okay? It's too it's over my head. I fucking I fucking need some titties and explosions in my movies. I'm I'm a simple I'm a simple guy these days, so Simple titty. I'm a, That's your I'm nickname. Simple Goo-goo simple titty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was it for me. Uh kind of a slow ish week, but got some good quality stuff in there, so uh, let's take some. Let's take a break and get back to get to some uh, magnificent bastardizationisms or something. So. We'll come back and let's do Alfie. How about that? Okay. We'll be right back. Yes, yes. If I had a podcast. I podcast in the morning. I podcast in the evening. All over the swamp. I talk about Hamlet. I talk about Amicus. I talk about every tenuous link in between. Especially about Neil Connery. Amicus.com. Crack. Well, you're told it. Right, we can begin. My name is. Actually sent uh, uh, sent that song to us to play on the show as well. So uh, thank you, host of Hamicus, for uh, the picks this week and <laughs> for the so, Divine Comedy is the name of that group, and the name of the song is Becoming uh, Becoming More Like Alfie. So. All right. So first film here is 1966, Alfie, starring that magnificent bastard Michael Caine. Michael Caine. My, it's Michael Caine. Uh, rated approved <laughs> on IMDb. Uh, this is uh, directed by Lewis Gilbert. Um, an unrepentant ladies' man gradually begins to understand the consequences of his lifestyle. Or does oh. he? Oh. Starring uh, Michael Caine, as I said, and uh, not really starring anyone else. We get Shelley Winters in there and some other people I didn't really recognize. So, uh, Zom, I'll let you take the lead here. All righty. Oh, and I did think this was like Zom Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
I don't understand. I don't understand. I started watching this movie, and I have to say, people, and I have to make a confession. I was a little bit disappointed because I thought when we were going to do Magnificent Bastards, and you said Alfie, that we were going to be doing a Jude Law movie. (laughs) And then I kept thinking, wait a minute, is Jude Law in victory? And I kept you know, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, I've seen Victory quite a few times, and perhaps Jude Law was one of the soccer players or one of the, the POWs in the prison camp. No, I think but, he, was the, he was the kid in the audience at the very end. That's <laughs> just silly. Now you're just making stuff up. That's exactly right, Cricket. I think that that was just like um, – that was below your standards of comedy. So anyway, okay, Alfie. This has Michael Caine in it, and he's magnificent. He is a magnificent bastard, and he gives the word bastard. It should be bastard with a capital B. Yes. He is a bass – a bastard. Anyway, okay. First thing you'll notice about this movie, and this isn't giving anything away because you'll notice this in like the first uh, probably you know, 30 seconds of the movie, maybe 20, maybe 10, <clears throat> is that it, uh, Alfie continually throughout the entire movie breaks the what they call the fourth wall. Yes. That There's three. Most, that is most of the dialogue in this movie or yes. monologue, I guess you could say. Um, this uh, was based on a play that starred um, – General Zod himself, Terrence Stamp. And they wanted to get Terrence Stamp to play this part. And he said uh, that he didn't want to play the part. So uh, his roommate at the time, I think maybe at the time, was uh, a legendary magnificent bastard known as Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And so Michael Caine got the part, and you know what it did? It launched him into stardom. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And he's made some very shitty movies and some really good ones too <laughs> since then. Um, Alfie, I know someone who is just like Alfie, and it's not me. <laughs> and uh, for all my bravado, uh, when I experience and I'm around this person who I will uh, refer to as Talfi, uh, he is such <laughs> a jerk and such a dick, so self-centered, so egotistical, such a narcissist, and Alfie is all this. Okay. Um, I know we joke around a lot on the show, and Dr. Zom has quite a reputation uh, because of some of the things that I, we have discussed. But um, someone like this just takes it to a, a different level, like referring to women as it throughout oh, like yeah. almost the entire movie. The, that, clip, like, the, the clip that uh, I played at the beginning might have been one of the only times he even said women. But usually yeah. it was just bird. It literally – or, or uh, um, he'll call him girl, bird. And then like I said, there are so many times when he would be – Either talking to the talking to us, the audience, and he would be like saying, you know, 
it's scrubbing the floor all the time. It's self <laughs> And I mean, literally, that makes me want to fucking vomit. <laughs> it's just like, God, I mean, I know it's a character. I know Michael Caine isn't really like this. Although I did read that at this point in his life, he was drinking two bottles of vodka a day and smoking up to six cigarettes a day. Now, come on, six Michael cigarettes? Caine. I mean, eight, eight cigarettes. I'm sorry. What? what? Eight cigarettes and two bottles of vodka. Eight whole cigarettes. Is he okay? Yeah, I know. It's just unbelievable. And it's like, listen, Michael Caine, you know, seriously, if he would have known then what he knows now, and if he would have known that he was going to be making a movie called Victory where he'd have to run – he wouldn't have smoked those cigarettes. <laughs> or anyway, we'll get to that later. He definitely wouldn't have drank as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so anyway. Um, Alfie, every woman, is, he is a predator. He is literally a predator. The, every woman he sees, he, even at first, if, he's, if he is like, ah, you know, she's homely or uh, who'd want her or whatever, uh, if he gets the opportunity, he'll fuck them. And uh, he has all his rules and all his little things. And, and as you're sitting there watching it, and some of the stuff that he says, yes, is true, but it's to the point he's like pathological about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it's, it's – there are so many times in this movie where you – where You'll be laughing, but then it's just like, oh, dude, you know, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so anyway, um, you know, it doesn't matter if they're married. It doesn't matter if they're a little fat. It doesn't matter if they're homely or whatever. So um, um, he th- – th- they go through all these different girls that he meets uh, and – for the most part, um, I, I was going to say for the most part they're all different, but in a lot of ways, some uh, uh, some of them or uh, a majority of them are easy prey for him because they are, in one way or another, lacking or looking for something or whatever. Yeah. Which I guess everybody is in a way. They need something, yeah. Outside, you know, of what you know, what they're not getting currently. And, outside of, I guess, a Shelley Winters character. Yeah, and then he is—he is the epitome of uh, when women say, you know, when they—they they always say they're looking for a nice guy, but then when a nice guy comes along, they don't want them. They want the bad boy because he's exciting. But yeah. then, be careful what you what you wish for because you may get it because they end up getting Alfie. Who doesn't give a fuck about anybody or anything but his himself and his own needs? Maybe right. There's there's a there there is a flicker. There's always throughout the movie. I guess maybe maybe not. There's either a little smoldering ember or maybe a little flicker of humanity in him. Um, but he's he literally needs to go to a fucking psychiatrist. <laughs> and not only that, but I mean he is so um, – I mean I could see that this guy, he could very easily, if he had a violent streak, be a sociopath. Oh, yeah. 
uh, he is a sociopath. I mean, okay, when I said sociopath, I'm talking about uh, – at first, I was talking about some uh, a sociopath like Ted Bundy who would go murder somebody. He is a sociopath. He has no feelings, no empathy, no feelings for anybody. Uh, so anyway, um, he meets uh, this girl, Gilda. And she's kind of a – I don't know. She, there, there are several women in here because of the time. It's 1966 and you know we've often said that you know girls of this time or say like the early 70s or something like that, you know, how we think they're hot or whatever. And even some of the ones that are, are more like a, a, a not homely but just kind of like – they just look like normal girls like Gilda and then later on with the redheaded girl. They, they're not like these glamorous, you know, beautiful right, women. Right. He, he just is – he's like a shark swimming in a sea of guppies and she's a guppy. Um, Alfie also uh, – one of my friend's grandpas told him when we were in, like, I think uh, junior high, that if you fuck a – he said, or, or, you know, like the uh, – you know, are you going to fuck that girl? Make sure you wear a boot for your turkey. You know, like when they <laughs> would sh- show a big turkey that they would cook, they'd put those, like, white things on the ends of the <laughs> right, leg. Right. Look like little chef's hats. <laughs> so you wear a boot for your turkey. Alfie doesn't – obviously, he is he, – he, he, he likes to go barefoot. He goes bareback big time. He's, 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 he likes to just fucking – and not only that, but man, he must just like to just – he must have something where he just likes to plant his seed. Um, now, Gilda is the typical – like what I said before where you know, if, if a, a guy that really cares about her, that really likes her, she has this friend and the guy – It's you know, you've seen it a million times. I've been in that situation where I was the friend mm-hmm. and you know, you're totally in love with this girl and she just puts you in that, that class of just friend. And um, so this guy, in some ways, you, I felt – well, not in some ways. I totally felt sorry for him because, you know, he really cared about her and he really loved her. But, of course, she only had eyes for this stupid, dumb fucking asshole, uh, Alfie, who's just such a bastard. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I come when I come. I'll, I'll be there if I'm there. If you cook something to eat and I'm here, I'll eat it. If I'm not, I won't. You know, don't count on me for anything. And then he advises them on how to be a shit themselves. Like, you know, you should never ask me that question or you should never do this or you should never do that. Don't cook me something, you know, and all this and that. Um, but in some ways, uh, the the guy that is in love with Gilda, you know, Alfie ends up being like probably one of the best things that ever happened to him because it just, you know, just circumstances. Um, there... Now, this movie for a 1966 movie, is, it hits on some very, very risque subjects. Yes. And, um, of course, one subject that divides like our entire country about 50-50 right down the fucking middle. And um, I was going to ask you as I was watching this um, – and I, I mean I, I think we – do you think you, we should say exactly what I'm talking about? I don't think there's any. I think it's safe. I mean, it's not really spoiling anything. The subject Alfie, is. Yeah, go ahead. The subject is abortion. Yeah. And, and Alfie it, doesn't really give a fuck about, like, uh, uh, if he gets a chick pregnant, it's just like, you know, okay, it's up to you. You know, yeah, it's your, do what you need your to do. Kid. 
Yeah, do what you need to do. It's your kid. And, uh, you know, and, and they talk about adoption. They talk about lots of things. And he's like, you know, hey. but I mean, it's like he has no feeling for, you know, just the idea of uh, this living creature being part of him. And, you know, you, you, it makes you wonder how fucked up he must have been. Yeah. Either that or he was a, either a spoiled brat. Or, you know, I don't know what, how, how someone could turn out that way. Like I said, the person that I know, I think was just a goddamn, it's such a fucking, well, I don't even want to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. There are quite, quite a, uh, a, a lot of uh, sayings because like I said, Alfie breaks the fourth wall and is talking to, um, you know, us. And uh, <laughs> like he, he says at one point that, that, Men are more sensitive, but the whole time when he's like, you know, she doesn't understand, you know, uh, men are more sensitive. And uh, he's got that fucking Cockney accent, which if you want to watch the fuck somebody, uh, I mean, watch the trip. They fucking (laughs) do it. That's where, you know, the monarch is more kind. Anyway, um, (laughs) you ain't as ugly as I thought. (laughs) He, He says that quite a few times where he'll, he'll, see a girl and then he's right at first glance he's not interested but then when he sees an opportunity or he just thinks eh, what the hell I'm not doing anything tonight I might as well try and fuck this one and then he'll after he fucks him he's like you know she wasn't as ugly as I thought or she wasn't as ugly as she thought or whatever what was it he uh, always said about Ruby uh, that she's a uh, incredible no uh, something about how she was built Oh yeah, she. Wait a minute, I got that written down. <laughs> uh, something about her being. Uh, God damn. Uh, shit. Spectacular oh, structure, or you know, something like that. She's, she's, she's very fit, or something like that. Like she's. Uh, she's in marvelous condition. Marvelous. There you go. <laughs> you know, and here's you know Shelly Winters is is a is a person that he he comes upon beautiful Shelley, condition yeah yeah she's in beautiful condition marvelous condition and she's a little I I wouldn't say that she was chubby but uh, compared to like the other girls you know Shelly Winters was always known for especially when she got older for being chubby yeah. uh, but this is 1966 and she's fairly young but she she wasn't like a, a rail or anything she was you know I don't I don't know full figured. Yeah, and she and I think she's she's supposed to be a little bit of an old, uh, older uh, than him. He Michael Caine was uh, like thirty two, I think, when he made this, and Shelley Winters was supposed to be you know her character supposed to be a little bit older than him. Right, right. And and um, but he he runs into all these lambs. I'll call them lambs. You know, the, these meek uh, you know uh, women. And then when he finally – when he runs into Shelley Winters, who's like a swinging single chick, um, he kind of – I think he falls for her. Okay, first of all, she just is like – she, she is a mirror image of him. Mm-hmm. And I think, first of all, he loves himself so much. And then when he finds a woman that's exactly like him, that's just carefree, that's just like, hey, why don't you come over and let's fuck – and then when you're done, if you get up and leave, hey, see you later, man. That was swell, you know. See yeah. you later, you know. So he falls in love kind of with himself, uh, and, and you know, he he even starts rationalizing, you know, eh, she's 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 mar- in marvelous condition, really marvelous condition. And <laughs> she makes these great, you know, uh, or 
no, the, what's her name? The red-haired girl made him all the good food. Oh, steak and meat pie. Steak and what? kidney pie. Kidney pie. Uh, this goddamn British. Does, <laughs> you know, does kidney pie really have kidney in it? I don't know. Because we used to eat chicken. We used to eat gizzards. <laughs> what was the thing I had this... And liver. I mean, you know, entrails are entrails. Steak you know? a kidney pie. It's filled with a mixture of diced beef, diced kidney. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, hell, whatever. It's it's all good. If you'd stick your mouth in a girl's pussy, you'd fucking eat a kidney. <laughs> That's what I always say. Okay, this is d- d- uh, a fucking... Uh, um, Diverting from the subject or whatever, I we were talking about um, somebody dropped like an M M&M and M on the floor or something like that, and, and, and fucking uh, or somebody, it was me. Okay, I dropped an M M&M and M on the goddamn floor at fucking work, and I picked it up, and I was like, oh, three second roll. You know, it's a goddamn peanut M M&M, and M, and those fuckers are good. So I picked it up, and I popped it in my mouth, and and these girls were there, like, oh, that's so gross. You know how dirty that carpet is. That's so gross. That's so gross. And I said, okay. I want to examine something right here, the hypocrisy <laughs> of what you're saying. And they're like, well, like what? what? What are you talking about? And I said, now, have you ever gave a blowjob? <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah. And I said, okay, now, you took a guy's dick in your mouth. And I'm sure every time that you did that, right before, you didn't have him go in and take a shower with hot, soapy water and wash his dick and his balls. And he pisses out of that. And he's wearing <laughs> cotton underwear. Probably just went and played a goddamn game of basketball. And you're sucking his balls <laughs> Talk. So don't tell me about picking up a goddamn M&M off the fucking floor. Yeah, it's, hard, it's hard and shiny. That doesn't absorb anything. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you drop like a pepperoni, like a hot pepperoni on the floor and eat that, that's a little different because you're going to get fuzz stuck to that and everything. Uh, an M&M, that's safe. Yeah, fuck yeah. I like Penn and Teller. They they, they uh, took like swabs and stuff and went into a public restroom and swabbed the toilet seat and all this and that because you know how people say, oh, that's so dirty, it's so dirty. There's nothing on it. It's a cold, hard flat surface yeah the germs fucking thing. you know yeah so anyway okay you got a first friend uh, mince meat Loomis. pie that's the other thing i was trying to think of that's mince. why i was wondering what if steak and kidney pie actually had kidneys in it because mince meat pie i had it this year and it's good it's I'll not it's fruit out of that mouse it's fruit it's yeah. not i always thought for some reason i just assumed I it was, it was meat, fucking like a gross a gross pie. meat pie <laughs> um Lewis Gilbert directed this, and the, I thought this was interesting because he directed three uh, James Bond movies. Uh, you Only Live Twice, The Spy Who Loved Me, and Moonraker. And uh, this is a totally different kind of movie, but he must have latched on to uh, the uh, Cubby uh, Broccoli, uh, and, he, and there, maybe he was giving him a blowjob with an M&M in the end of his urethra. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Alfie, like I said, some of the things just like that he says are pretty funny. He hooks up with this little uh, red-haired girl, and she kind of reminded me just – it, from memory, and it's probably if I went back and looked, it wouldn't be it's the same. But the girl who was in the Rutger Hauer movie, um, oh, what's her name? That was in the car wreck in the. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Called? I can't even remember. Well, it was that. Was that what? The movie. Oh, Turks Fruits or Turks Turks Tur- Tur- Delight or yeah. uh, for some reason, just the character sort of uh, maybe it's just her looks or whatever. But she had like red hair, and I love redheads. I mean, yeah. I just shit myself over fucking a hot. Redheaded girl, and he says he he turns to the to 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 us, and he says uh, she's got a little ginger mustache. Oh the, no, the, no, no, the ginger mustache was the the woman that you never even saw her face. 
because she, she was the one that would sprinkled salt on his toes and suck them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little red hair. Uh-uh, because he turns. I posted it on um on our group where the part where he turns to the camera and he's like whispering out of the side of his mouth. He says, yeah. "She's got a little ginger mustache." But I find it quite willing. I, quite, I, I find I'm quite willing to overlook the odd blemish in a woman, provided she's got something else to make up for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he—that's one thing I will say about that. He—he—he he, he isn't. I mean, he'll overlook anything as long as he can get a piece of ass. That's about basically. Or in a woman to clean his damn floor. Oh my god, that must have been the cleanest place. You could drop a goddamn bag at. You could drop a fucking pumpkin pie on that floor and eat it. <laughs> yeah, out of Jessica Biel's uh, butthole. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> There's I don't know one. where that came from. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about buttholes today. So well, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. The funny thing is, like I said, you see little what you what appears to be, and for me, I'm sort of still kind of left. Uh, in a gray area, but you see little glimpses of what I would expect or what I would maybe think or little right. things of humanity. Like he acts like he doesn't give a fuck what any of these girls do as long as he's, if when he's not there, but then like when one of them was like uh, Gilda was talking about that, that friend of hers that was in love with her, you could tell he was almost like getting jealous. Yeah. But, is it because he's jealous because he actually has that little glimpse or glimmer of humanity, or is it just because he's just so selfish and self-centered that you know he doesn't you know like if I can't have you you know whatever right 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 or he just doesn't want to hear other shit I guess I think I think it shows like a little bit of normalcy in his brain because yeah. I mean it happens a few times like. I mean, one of them is selfish, but when you know has like the health thing, and, and yeah, then yeah, it takes well, forever it, to fucking realize now, things, and then and then you know, the, then the shocking moment later. In the do you film. think he had? Did he have tuberculosis? I think he. I think he was afraid it was cancer or something. Well, because I like back in the day, you know, when uh, TB, you know, was was uh, was. Uh, more prominent uh like i had uh, my mom's first cousin they put her in like a, a a sanatorium or sanitarium or whatever because she had that and you know the on her lungs and it's very contagious i guess so they just put you in there uh so that's the only thing i could think of and of course he's hitting the nurses and everything else in there you know <laughs> that was funny when the <laughs> nurse put the big thing around the bed you, see you could feet. just see her yeah. legs <laughs> yeah uh and the guy's like you dirty beast <laughs> <laughs> that but, guy was uh, funny i like when it when uh when how alfie kind of befriends him and when they're fucking talking he like offers the guy a cigarette and he's like the guy's in there for some kind of lung condition and he's like no no no. the doctor says i'm not supposed to smoke more than five a day I'm like what <laughs> and then now uh, <laughs> I, I you know i'm sure this is my juvenile sense of humor but he says have a fag you know, <laughs> which is a cigarette that's you know i'm saying um Alfie just, I mean, he basically sits there and, and tells the guy, you know, because he's pissed off about Gilda mm -hmm. um, and this friend of hers getting together and being happy. And basically Alfie's has a vested interest um, still, sort of. Uh, not that he really gives a fuck, but he does, sort of. Yeah. And when he sees them together... Um, 
he he goes to visit the old, the the guy in the sanatorium that's his friend, Larry or Harry or whatever his name was, and and uh, he starts telling him just out. Like I said, this this isn't. He likes to give advice because he thinks of himself as this great ladies' man, but the reason he's telling this this guy this is for me is like kind of selfish reasons, like he was venting, yeah. and he's telling him, you know, uh, you're gonna you're you're in here and your wife's probably out fucking around and she's probably sucking some guy's dick right now. And she comes to see you and you're so glad to see her. And then she can't wait to get out of here. And as soon as she leaves, she's probably doing this and that and basically telling him all this shit. And the guy's getting pissed. Cause he's like, you know, she's my wife. Uh, you know, uh, we've been together forever and everything. And then after he tells the guy everything that's going to, that, that is probably happening. Then he turns around. It's like a blueprint <laughs> because he goes out and fucking does all the shit. Yeah, yeah. And and um, that leads to I'll tell you what the the, the what what you said uh, about a uh, a person like in you said like in Snowtown or uh, Tyrannosaurus, uh, uh, someone when someone just really wells up and and gets really emotional and cries. Yeah, and especially like that's like in in. Um, Oh, that the Clive Owen movie, uh, Children of Men. Oof. When uh, when what's her name, um, uh, Julianne Moore gets killed, and he he they stop the car, and he's like goes over into the woods and is sitting behind a tree, and he takes a cigarette out, and all of a sudden his hands start shaking, and his face just kind of clenches up and grimaces, and he starts crying, but he's holding it in, mm-hmm. and you have that silent, like almost silent scream or silent, you know. Uh, you know, just coming out of him. And there was a scene in this. Yes. Uh, and I literally, I mean, it really, it hit me hard. Right. I was like, oh my God. Because not only because of the, the character that it happened to, you see something, you're like, you know, okay, something's coming through there. But also the 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 other person involved I felt so fucking horrible yeah. for for that person, uh, and just so sad, and, and just you know, it was just such a. But the one thing that I was going to ask you, um, because I, you know, with all the political shit going on today, because of the elections and all the fucking uh, debates and stuff they're having and everything, and everybody's taking an extreme left or an extreme right of this and that. If this movie came out today and had never been seen before and it came out today. Starring Jude Law. No, not starring Jude Law. (laughs) Do they breach this subject in the Jude Law version? I don't know. I never saw it. I need to see it. I watched the preview today. It didn't look too bad. Um, Would you – now, of course, there's going to be some people, if you're on the right, that are going to say it is pro. And then there's going to be some people on the left that are going to say it's anti. What? Um, this is, it's, it's, uh, it's anti. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, he, he has a, a, a word to compare it, what he feels like he's just done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Well, but that's just, the, but the thing, well, I mean, I don't want to dissect it too much for the social thing or whatever, but it's just one perspective, one circumstance. And that was a bad circumstance. And, um, yeah, 
but I mean, but God damn, man, that was just, it ripped your heart out. You know, mm-hmm. it really did. Um, that's in some ways, this movie could have been straight up played for comedy. I mean, he's a prick and he's a, uh, he's a bastard. Uh, and like I said, if from from a guy's perspective, I mean, if you've been around and you've and you've dated and gotten raked over the coals or whatever, you can laugh at a lot of the shit. And even if even if you're just like a regular person, I think if you're watching it, there's some of the stuff like like a, like you said, where he just kind of like looks over his shoulder at, at the camera and oh, yeah. says something, or or he's just talking straight into the camera and he's he's talking about this or that, where you'll laugh your ass off. But it takes a turn. That that takes it to a different level yeah. of movie. Uh, it could have been just kind of a light, you know, movie, or even these days where you have the raunchy comedies. It could have been like that, but with the with the the abortion subject, mm-hmm. and not only that, but just uh, the um, the emotional uh, turn that it takes. It really, it like if if we were rating it, and I'll go into my ratings later, but it cranked it up a couple of notches yes. with with a lot of that stuff. Yep, definitely. Um, the uh, it, when you talk about the way uh, the the little things uh, of him turning to the camera really make this movie special. To you know the huh? uh, I, he's so Michael Caine is was such a good choice for this. I'm glad they went with him, but he's so charismatic the way he like. It it it'd be hard for a lot of people to do this role, I think, because you have to. The audience has to like you, even though mm-hmm. you're an asshole. And well, the looks he gives and the uh, the things like the way he says it just helps a ton, I think. But but the thing is, it, even with the character, you said the the word that you that you said that is dead on is charisma. Mm-hmm. If you're just a bastard. Then you, you'd never get laid. You'd never you 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 you. You have to be – it's like a – you have to be likable. You, you're a shit and he's a straight-up shit and he makes no bones about it. But because he has th- that it, that it mm-hmm. factor, that yeah. charisma, he is a likable shit and yeah. people are drawn to him. like They're like moths to a flame. I, I, I found myself, you know, I found myself just writing down quotes <laughs> as, as the movie was Oh, going. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what my – like, like – here, mind you, don't catch cold, and he tosses the chick her her underwear out of his pocket, and uh, or make a married woman laugh, and you're halfway there. And this is all in the first scene. Make a married woman laugh, you're halfway there. Don't work with a single bird. Get one of them laughing, and that's all you'll get. Yeah, yeah. Or and the well, talking, you know, talking about looking at the camera. I love the part when he, you know, he's realized, you know, this woman might want a little more than just banging in a car, and at the same time, he he, he turns his head into the camera. And avoids her kissing him on the mouth. Yeah. It was so good. Like, she says something and goes in for a kiss, and he just, like, turns and looks at the camera. At the same time, it's her avoiding a kiss on the mouth, which was really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, he, tells, he tells Gilda, you smell a bit milkified. When they're walking down the street. Uh, that's okay. But, that, but that's okay. Because he, he, he liked that motherly smell. He, yeah. He'll say something like that, which is kind of rude and crude. But then he'll turn around and he'll be like, but that's okay. You know? <laughs> I like what he says. Uh, what he's talking about uh, uh, Shelly Winters, her character, Ruby. And he said, uh, do you know there are times when I felt lucky to get out of that bath alive? <laughs> 
<laughs> that was one of my notes I forgot to read. The taking a bath with Shelly Winters could cost you your life. Uh, she and, looked um, like she'd be a tiger, man. Like yeah. she was the kind of person that was just going through something where she she would just do anything, you know. Oh, God, I knew somebody like that. Anyway. <laughs> and he um, says, I could, I could feel a lifetime of experience in those hands when he's talking about her, which is pretty cool too. And that was kind of like – that was kind of another – I guess corner for him to turn around in the film. Like you kind of see him maturing a little bit with yeah. her because she kind of starts dicking him around the same way. And oh yeah. She starts, is him. She yeah. is the mirror image. Yeah. So, uh, the, um, there's a, there's a bar scene in it. That's pretty funny. Um, the well, there's a convention in it that I like in movies a lot, which never gets old. And I think they did it in Big Wednesday with the big man all of a sudden appearing. In, oh my in god! <laughs> he gave the dude, Roger Ward like airplane spin too. He, he he took it to another level because he not only airplane spun the dude, he was using him as a battering ram on both yeah. shoulders, knocking guys out of the way. He was like Andre the Giant. But I don't think that'll ever get old. Getting the the. Shorter man being surprised by a seated giant who when he stands. stands. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it every time when the, he walks into them, and all of a sudden you see the guy that just guy stands was up. Huge! He uh, just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> that he stood up in sections. Um, and the, during the fight, I did notice a "dancing is strictly banned" sign, which was pretty funny considering there's a giant brawl going on in the bar. <laughs> woman that was singing the songs up there singing it if like a beer bottle just comes up and hits her in the head she just keeps singing uh, but um, Owen I thought it was funny that uh, he decides to feed a baby chocolate at one point that was kind of funny too <laughs> Didn't the, seem like the, good... the guy that played uh, Harry the guy from the uh, the uh, sanatorium his uh, this is just a little doesn't mean anything but his actual first name is, is his name is Alfie Bass oh yeah <laughs> and I went up and looked I thought well maybe he's the guy who wrote it but he's not oh that would be funny if he was like the guy. That was oh, and then uh, uh, Denholm Elliot, his the name of his character is the abortionist. Oh, Ooh. that was so rough and just so. Oh, that's a that's a you know, I think uh, we take for granted these days how that how that um, how it goes down. You know, you have a nice you know at least you should have a nice clean clinic and everything to go to. Unless somebody's trying to blow it up or protesting it or picking right, it, right, right, and then you have to have shit like this happen, and then you, and then yeah, man, I, this is the second movie I've seen with a with a, an abortion that takes place at home. And, <sighs> uh, the other one was a Romanian movie that I'm having trouble thinking of the name of, but that one was rough too. It's the same kind of thing where the guy comes in, precious, yeah, precious, yeah. and um, um, that was a good too. So that one took place in. Uh, communist romania and they had to do it on the on the lamb i guess secret style yeah and it was rough same kind of thing like it's basically just like you know here's your drugs um i'm bouncing good luck it's yeah. gonna hurt. it's gonna hurt so Ugh. anyway uh this was this was uh um the, the michael kane show the michael kane show and uh, he was awesome. <laughs> uh we'll get into we'll get into our ratings and stuff here um I think I'd give this a straight up eight. Okay. And like I said, I think if it was just a if it didn't if it didn't broach those subjects uh of uh you know unwanted pregnancy and uh adoption, abortion and um shit like that, it would have probably dropped it down. It would still been funny. And way above average, but uh, uh, that, that knocks it up uh, 
probably more than a more than a full point, yeah. you know. But yeah, I give it a, I'd give it an eight point two five. Oh well, I'm right there with you. Then I, I also give it an eight point two five. Um, this is uh, for me. I guess if I had to complain about anything, the 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 center of it, the middle of it, drags a little bit. Like it feels like it gets lost a little bit around the time when he has a health scare, and yeah, um, it kind of meanders just a little bit before it gets back into you know him like developing. Uh, I mean, it might be you know a good representation of what his life is like, but. Mm. I don't know. I, I, that, that was, if I anything, I'd say that would be it. So Michael Caine's amazing in it, and um, you know, he's a magnificent bastard. He is a magnificent bastard, and and uh, worth seeing it just for him alone. So I'll have to check out the Jude Law one and see how that is. I mean, it probably is suck ass, but it looks like there's hot, really hot. It's got Jude in it, Law so. in it. Uh, he's a hot chick too. So can't be too bad. All right, a couple of eight point two fives high recommends from us. Let's take a break here. Come back and do another Michael Caine movie. Well, sort of. Okay. Victory, 1981. We'll be right back. This is a great on film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Back from break, little Patty Smith there. Um, so our next movie, uh, that mo- that that song is called uh, "Till Victory." So until victory, we're gonna play it. Creep, creep. Uh, <laughs> yes. So our next movie is from 1981, uh, called "Escape to Victory" or "Victory." Uh, Zama, let you introduce it here. As allied POWs prepare for a soccer game against the German national team to be played in Nazi-occupied Paris, Les French Résistance and the British officers are making plans for the team's escape. Yeah. This is directed by John Houston, who has uh, quite the resume. And you know who stars in this movie? 
Morris Joseph Micklewhite. Sir Morris Joseph Micklewhite. A.K.A. Michael Kine. Michael Kine. And uh, so, yeah, John Huston, who you might you might have heard of a couple of his little films back in the day. Maltese Falcon, sounds familiar. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Maybe. Maybe. King. African Queen. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, um, this is, um, I feel like we had, have we had John Huston on? I guess, We've we- had him where he was, he was played in a movie. What, what, and I can't remember what it was because I talked about him. It was wearing, Myra Breckenridge. He was fucking yes, buckloader. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, okay. So um, what a specimen! The, what a magnificent <laughs> bastard he is! So uh, victory is. This is the first uh, soccer movie I've ever seen. I don't think there's been many made. So if any besides this, but there's a bunch uh, of movies. I haven't seen any. So the um, new newer like new movies out uh in the past few years that are supposed to be really good okay some soccer or football i'm sorry football so yeah that's one uh, one thing i wanted to ask for you what of you is um so are you a soccer guy or are you a football guy because like, i know we have the whole confusion here in the united states or at least north america but do you do you prefer to call it one or the other i don't give a fuck you don't give a fuck i <laughs> I, I i like to call it football just because pretty much the world does although depending on the audience i will call it soccer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i mean you don't want to sound like a you don't want to sound like a hillbilly from north carolina i do i do a good job of that without uh saying soccer all the time so i am not a um before we even you know get into this or whatever the, the actual fucking movie, um, like the World Cup and all that stuff. Now, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm amazed at the uh, the uh, spectacle and how people get so you know that they're really into this. But I'm just totally out of it. I have no knowledge. My my nephew who is now I think 14. Uh, played soccer and my niece played soccer and I guess it's catching on over here but I have uh, you know and I worked with a guy who a uh, 22 year old guy who started working with me and he's played soccer all over the world uh, I just have it's not in my you know Dustin didn't play soccer BB I, uh, I've become quite the soccer fan actually over the last uh, I don't know four years or so um, I liked I liked it on and off I guess growing up, but I never played. Uh, but I've, I've started watching. In particular, I started watching uh, Premier League soccer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of arbitrarily chose Arsenal as a team to follow, really because I like their jerseys. I was just trying to find. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but uh, I've actually started watching, uh, following uh, Liverpool as well because a couple years ago. Um, as a lot of you probably know, the Boston Red Sox are my all-time team for everything. And uh, well, the the owners, um, Fenway Sports Group, I think that's what they're called. They they the owners of the Red Sox bought Liverpool, and um, so as a result, after that, I started following Liverpool as well. Which I haven't watched a lot this season because of my weird seven day a week work schedule. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to, as watch, to watch as much, and the, you know the podcast has eaten up a lot of time too. With I haven't watched since what? extra movie, so this fucking podcast. Ugh. But um, no, I'm I'm, a, I'm actually a, a lot bigger 
uh, footy fan than I used to be. So I remember playing. I mean, we played in soccer in gym class so, uh, several times, and I mean, it's fun to play. Yeah, I think it's something that I think I I, I mean. Maybe if I started watching it and got into watching it, well, uh, you know, the college team like WVU, West Virginia Mountaineer, you know, team, they have a, a really good college. And I know they show highlights of all all the high schools now have soccer teams, whereas when I was in school, there was not, you know. It's getting bigger. And, I mean, you know, Major League Soccer has helped with that, uh, get it a little more in the limelight. And, um, you know, I mean, the, I mean, Fox has a has a soccer channel now, so that's pretty cool, too. Um, the, uh, I, I went into this one, not really, I, all I knew was who was in it and all, <clears throat> it also stars a couple other guys you might've heard of. There's this little guy named Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and there's this little guy named Pele who will touch on that later, why he's even in this fucking movie. So, um, I mean, I understand probably why, but anyway, we'll get to that. Um, but really all I knew, I knew that it was about soccer and I knew who was in it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was a world war two movie. So I was like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I never, yeah. I'd never read the, you know, the synopsis or anything so based on a true story. Right. It is based on a true story. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't and know that. Yeah. yeah. So did the, the, did the, in the, in real life, did they escape to victory? No, they fucking killed all of them. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know if they killed all of them, but they killed. Um, I think I read uh, they killed several of them, and one thing I read said they killed like four. Um, they had a choice. Um, you can supposedly mm-hmm. had a choice if yeah uh, you can. Like throw the game and we'll let you go free. We'll take you to Switzerland, let you go free, and or you know you can win the game. And uh, they decided to try and win. And uh, some of them, that wasn't a good choice for some of them. <laughs> well, the, the ones uh, with the, the holes in them, like Swiss cheese. Yeah, I got the, the 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 Nazis are very passive in this movie. Um, I got to say, if some of the thing, if so, if. From what you've seen in documentaries and other movies, if if uh, prisoners or whatever would have uh, done the things that they did, um, at least according to uh, you know what I've seen, they they probably wouldn't have hesitated as long with just filling people full of lead, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the one thing that they, they're you know a lot of people they're that's not, not yeah whatever. Uh, this this is a POW camp. It's not a it's not a concentration camp like you know for the the, the Jews or whatever. Right. And you get a little bit of that in the movie with the right, with right. the laborers, but um, so there's a little little difference, you know. But uh, yep. still, they're Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you get some uh, you get a little Max von Sydow in here too, and uh, mm-hmm. his German's pretty good. Uh, he uh, he plays a he plays one of the he works at the POW camp. He's an officer, um, but. I guess more so he's a, uh, a footy enthusiast, and um, that sounds like that sounds like toe shrimping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a footy enthusiast, <laughs> like putting salt on somebody's toes and licking it off. Yes, uh, Wait. E- even if they have a little mustache, that's fine. Oh my god, I have to interrupt this broadcast. Okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm interrupting the, the today's um, 
movie review for the special report. O.J. Simpson is Khloe Kardashian's real dad. What? <laughs> what did you just see that pop up somewhere? O.J. Bombshell, I'm Khloe's real dad. And then they have a picture of O.J.'s kid right beside a picture of Khloe Kardashian, and they look exactly <laughs> fucking alike. Oh, wow. The Tyler Durden dude.com. Um, we now go back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, uh, Von Sadow's pretty good. He's got a perfect British accent, but then, you know, does his German pretty well. It would have been a little better if he had a German accent, but whatever. What can you do? Um, there's a Nazi officer with a white eye patch, so I immediately thought of Tarantino getting a white boner there. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a there's a few times in this movie where you'll just catch somebody walking by or you'll catch like a somebody, you know, like an extra and there's something just amazing by them. And it starts early when you see this guy in the fuck with a fucking mustache walk off walk by the camera with a tied off belly shirt. I'm like, really? They make fun of the of the soccer players. The the POWs make fun of the soccer players in this movie for wearing like red sweatsuit, red you know, a red sweatsuit. They're like, woo woo. They don't say anything to this motherfucker for doing like the Daisy Duke tie off. Well, show he his was belly. probably like you know one of the more popular guys. Right. And then, you know, they're in this POW camp. You know, you got to have some loving somehow. And um. Now I, I know this is our magnificent bastard Michael Caine episode, but I feel like the more interesting role in this movie was the Sly Stallone part. Now he's it's such a weird part he's playing. <laughs> he it's it's really it's really weird not seeing him be the keystone of a film, and th- and this this movie is post Rocky, so I mean yeah. he had already gotten his chip on his shoulder by this point, and to see him kind of be like not the center of the movie was a little odd. No, no, that's I thought not that he didn't want to be. Well, yeah, yeah. And that, that's he, what, he, that I, was what okay. was so weird about him because he, he tries so hard and it's like, I wonder if like, did he really, did he realize like, did they not, did they tell him, okay, go out there and do your hardest and blah, blah, blah. And in, you know, you're going to look good. Did they tell, did they, he, he literally wanted, so wanted. Well, he wanted okay. He plays the goalie, yeah. Or he ends he ends up through circumstances being the goalie, and he told John Houston that he thought that he, because of his stardom after Rocky and you know and all this net. And I mean, he's you know, he told him that and everybody else that he thought that he should score the winning goal, <laughs> and they were like, "That's that doesn't make that's." Uh, they literally put in the scene about the penalty kick just to appease his ego because uh, he wanted to be a be, hero in the movie. Be, yeah, and I, when I read that, and I and then I mean, I mean, I hate to jump in because you know you're the one doing, but honest to God, watching Sylvester Stallone, with the exception of Pele, watching Sylvester Stallone in this movie is like watching. Uh, fucking Mark Wahlberg in a movie with Laurence Olivier, Marlon Brando, uh, Robert De Niro. I mean, it's like uh, it's like watching Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro in the fucking uh, Cop Land. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got all these great. And he, I'm sorry, I know Stallone has a lot of fans in our community. I am not a Stallone. I, I think he, I he is not a good actor. 
And and then I don't know if it's because there were times. I mean, how many this this fucking uh, uh, this freaking game is messing with my life. <laughs> he well, said that, and it's like his delivery is so bad. And I think it's because he's got that fucking sort of semi paralyzed mouth from where yeah. the forceps grabbed his face when they were pulling him out of his stupid crazy ass mom's cooch but he 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 i don't know if it's because he's trying to sound smarter or if it's he's trying not to sound stupid or he's trying to to he just has no i mean his delivery is fucking horrible he's fucking the worst part of this fucking movie well uh, i wonder did he realize did he, i wonder if he actually realized that he sucked at soccer because it seemed like he was actually excited, like le- legitimately excited when, because well, he would always talk big and stuff. In right after he would get the ball stolen, or he'd get tackled, or he'd fucking just tackle a dude with his arms, or like a shot would just fly on goal past him. He's like, "Yeah, come on, let's keep it going, let's keep it going." They had a guy <laughs> there to teach him uh, an actual, because a lot of the guys in the movie who were like professional, uh. Uh, famous professional soccer players. Yeah, the whole, the whole team, Taylor. yeah. Right. Okay, they had a guy who was like this great goalie, and he was supposed to train Stallone on how to be a goalie and how to act like a goalie. And they said Stallone just totally blew him off, wouldn't listen to him, and was just like, you know, I got this, I got this, I got this. Then when he broke, he broke like his ribs – uh-huh. And uh, jump, diving for a ball, and then ended up breaking. I think a, a, either one or two of his fingers and breaking his ribs uh, because he thought it would be so easy. Then after he did that, he started listening to the guy. I mean, he just sounded like everything I read. He just sounded like <laughs> I guess it was out of Michael Caine's book, uh, which is what was the 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 big saying from Alfie? Which uh, I mean, it was like the most famous. Oh, I don't like, know. I, don't know. I can't remember what it was. I. But anyway. Um, I've never is this what it's, is this what it's all life. about? Oh, this- <laughs> is this what, or is it not what it is? This was all about, or yeah. something like that. But anyway, that's the name of Michael Caine's biography, and a lot of the shit that that I was reading was from his biography in how Stallone was kind of acting like a douche, and he also fucking didn't get along with Steven Seagal. So, Sir Michael Caine, you're fucking aces in my book, you magnificent. <laughs> Bastard, <laughs> and he's best friends with Sean Connery. Okay, now continue because I jumped right in there with all my. I'm gonna questions. have to. I'm gonna have to post a movie of it. I found this guy, this goalkeeper this week. Uh, his name is uh, Rene Higita. He was the. Uh, uh, he was used to be the goalkeeper for Colombia, a Colombia team. This guy was legitimately fucking nuts. Like, you know, you see a goalkeeper maybe come to the edge of the penalty area every once in a while. Uh-huh. This guy, like, the ball would co- start to come down there at the end of the field. He would run out and start, like, dribbling and, like, steal the ball from the other team. Like, he would go all the way out to midfield. It was really hilarious. Nice. But there's this really funny video of him doing what they call the scorpion kick. It was just like a kind of a, even a lob shot towards him. He could have just picked it up. And then kicked it back into the field. Yeah. But instead, he jumps and like does this weird like backwards donkey kick. <laughs> kicks the ball with his feet. <laughs> this guy, he was like a he was a in with um, the the whole Colombian drug cartel. Like he, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. he was like a go between between um, who are the two the the big names in uh, es- Pablo Escobar. He was a he yeah he pretty much would just deliver messages and money between Escobar and this other guy. Maybe that's why he was crazy. He was pretty fucking so. <laughs> fucked up on cocaine he probably had it coming out of his goddamn butthole <laughs> he would have this he would have he always had this wild fucking mullet it, i gotta post this guy he's he's one for us so anyway, the um is he still alive yeah he's still alive 
We'll he's, have I mean, to send him an invitation. He doesn't. He doesn't play anymore. I don't think he might. I don't know, but he's like forty something years old. So. Look, good, good. You want to be my friend? Good. So, um, the <laughs> Stallone has a funny line in this. What about? He's talking about soccer. He's like, "What kind of game is this for old ladies and fairies?" Um, oh, God, he's so bad. <laughs> I, and when he he's another one. Uh, so I think Emily said she watched the movie Rhinestone with him and Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, Dolly Parton can't miss. You know what happened? I'm like, you know, I know what happened. Stallone's in it. He cannot be funny. He tries. He has no com- comedic timing or delivery. Mm, he's yeah. fucking so awful. I thought he was." Uh, uh, Whatever. Good. <laughs> well, I'm passionate uh, about the fact that I thought he was fucking horrible in this. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I wrote this note. I think it was when he was becoming trainer. I said Sly wants to know about the team's anal bleeding. Oh, did yeah, that? Now that was fun. <laughs> throw something in there every once. In a while. Um, the uh, oh the um, I, I, I liked how this this guy like this kind of nerdy guy makes a a camera from an old lantern. I thought that was uh-huh. pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, cool. But um, it was really though there was kind of a I like the part when um, you know Kane he he's getting permission and because like I said Von Sydow is kind of is the one working with Kane Kane is a a, a well known British plays a well known British uh, football player uh-huh. and um, he has permission from Von Sydow to build this team and they're going to get their own uh, barracks in the uh, in the POW camp. And um, he starts. He, he kind of gets permission to pull some guys from other camps uh, to, you know, to be able to to play for this team. And he chooses to, you know, do some Eastern European players. And it's kind of touched on. And it's obvious before this is before the Allied forces knew what was going on exactly in those Eastern European camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's a really it's a really nice. Well, I mean, it's kind of sad, but nice, nicely done part when they you know they finally arrive and like it's, you know they're Jewish. Uh, football players from Poland and and areas like that and and, and you know it's really pathetic. It shows these guys just like they're they're in horrible shape. Um, and I guess these are guys that are you know these are the some of the real life soccer players. Um, but you know, they did a good job. I and mean, like, it's really pathetic, kind of watching them eat. They're all shaky and they, they, they eat all. Slow. You didn't even necessarily have to be Jewish to be. Uh, if you were uh, Eastern European, they, you were considered subhuman. Yeah, I mean, you know, so if you were just uh, that, now. There was a, there was also a difference between the labor camps and uh, the you know regular the, the work concentration. camps is what they were calling yeah, it in the film because so. they would send like the you know a lot of the my people to the labor camps and then you know whatever. But I mean, it's it's uh, it was sad the 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 the. Um, when they sat down to eat mm-hmm. and, you know, here is, you know, they, they were getting all these special rations with food and everything. And these guys were like so emaciated and so sick, they can't even hardly, you know, hold the spoon. And that really kind of, you know, that was another one of my big pussy moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these movies are going to turn me, I'm going to grow a goddamn vagina under my balls <laughs> watching these movies. Cause I just get so emotional. Um, the, uh, and and you know a lot of a lot of parts of this follow kind of a standard you know you mentioned it earlier a standard sports film but adding that World War II thing in it really makes it like twist in this film I think, um, and the, you get the you get the whole thing with like and it reminded me of the movie The Great Escape which I bought on DVD at uh, Big Lots recently. This um, this movie did remind me a lot of that of, of that movie. Yeah, so it, it's like kind of like the that knowledge like you know as a soldier if you're captured your number one duty then is to escape. And that's like, that's your orders. Um, and so 
it's a constant like back and forth because you have these two guys that are really enthusiastic about soccer and like the purity of the game. And then you have Sylvester Stallone who kind of shoehorns his way into the team and his thing is to escape and he doesn't care. Like, well, I mean, he does, but he, you know, that's his number one. And he could give a fuck about the soccer game. And, um, it kind of goes back and forth. And I like that. I like that, um, uh-huh. element of the film. So, uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael Caine does have a good a good one, uh, and I wonder how real it was when uh, when Hatch uh, that's uh, Sylvester Stallone's character's name is Hatch, and he thinks he's doing well or whatever. He's on the field like yelling out, and then Michael Caine's like, "Yeah, but can you do it with your mouth shut, Hatch?" <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if they like had a, an outtake of him saying, uh, "Yeah, but can you do it with your mouth shut, uh, Sly?" Or you know, I mean, whoops, uh, oops. Um, so uh yeah they the they start to unfold the plan and um and and blah 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 and the, <laughs> the there's a part comes a part where Sylvester Stallone or Hatch has to return somewhere and you know these guys that he's working with tell him how to do it and then it just happens and I'm like, wait, what? It's that easy? Fuck it. This yeah, is part yeah. of that passive Nazi thing I was talking about. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you go out, if you were just to go out and say, hey, guys, I'm here to go, you know, here to go here. I'm pretty sure they'd probably shoot first and ask questions. That's later. what I was thinking, too. They would have fucking tortured his goddamn <laughs> balls off if, if they didn't just fucking fill him full of holes. Especially right since he embarrassed them, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Come on now, Sly. Come Sly, on comes, Sly comes back. And Go back to your pan. Come on he's, now. He's, not, he's none the worse for wear. He's not a scratch on him. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? That was easy. You know, he got back where he needed to go without a problem. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we missed, uh, we, we, talk, we mentioned it earlier, but, um, you know, Kane doesn't play a lot as the movie's going on. But in the game... They, in the big game at the end, he's he's in his white uniform and his shirt's tucked in. And we mentioned him earlier, kind of drinking and smoking. <laughs> he's, so he's having to run around. He's got a little belly in that white uniform. <laughs> he fucking runs. I mean, okay, he's second to maybe Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I, that fucker. Even when they when they were just like. Uh, anytime they were running, it was like Michael Caine must have said, "Okay, I'll take five <laughs> steps and then cut the camera." Or, 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 you know, go to something else because he just looks like he can bear – like just picking his feet up. (laughs) He was so out of shape. I think he has a stunt double just to run. He had a stunt double in the the game. Definitely. Somebody else played sport. And I mean, come on. They've been in a a Nazi POW camp on rations. Shouldn't he be a little malnourished a little bit? I mean, he had a little – he had – I mean, I know know I'm one to talk with about the fucking gut, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) You could fucking outrun Michael Caine. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't, well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know probably not. And I mean, right. you know, uh, in the <laughs> I, I got to laugh. We have, out, to, but. we have to suspend disbelief on Michael Caine being able to run for ninety minutes. So uh, the, uh, the <laughs> I, I got a good laugh out of. There's a there's a a Nazi uh, guy doing the commentary for the movie. Or for the for the game, and he's like, and the crowd is going wild when they score their first thing, and he like turns up this fake like applause thing, and I was like, I was like, hey, it's like Silva and Gold are putting on this game. <laughs> what? Like, what? Uh, we'd have to we'd have to do that too if we had a, if we uh, commentated a soccer game because nobody would cheer for our unfunny asses. So good. Um, 
Yeah, and then uh, on the train there, this is another weird sly moment. He's like, I don't know how to play this game. Where do I stand for a corner kick? And I'm like, that was a weird time to ask. Like, They're on their way to play this game. He's yeah. the goalie. He's been training to be the goalie. And it's just a weird question. Like, why would he... Why wouldn't he ask something more basic if he didn't know how to play the game? Like, well, Jesus do- Christ. Okay. I, I mean, uh, I've never had anybody instruct me on how to play soccer. But if like a guy's kind of yeah, – I mean, it's like fucking common sense. Oh, no. You know where you should stand? How about stand all completely on the other side and leave the goddamn neck com- so, uh, completely open? <laughs> I mean, Are you that a seems- fucking idiot? <laughs> it was such a weird – I don't know. There was something really weird about that. Where do I stand for a corner kick? Like why wouldn't he say like, you know – should I catch or throw at this point, or you know? He's probably like, "Hey, yeah, John Houston. Yeah, uh, this would be funny. I'll put this party in. Yeah, I'm a star. You put this. This, this is a line that would be funny for me." And they're like, "Okay, we'll put it in there, you <laughs> fucking retard." So, uh, oh, and then I'll, I'll get back to the Pele thing I mentioned earlier. Now, I appreciate that he's in here. And I understand why he probably is. And I guess he's not a, the worst actor I've ever seen. I mean, he he's all right for what he does. But this is like, you know, and, and and this is probably a little after his prime too, but this is the guy that pretty much made, you know, he put a name on on soccer. Like At that time, the greatest soccer player of all time. Exactly. He's like the Gretzky, the Jim Brown, the whatever, Muhammad Ali of soccer. Why? he He doesn't... I understand why he's in it because he's a name and people will come see it. Oh, oh, Pele's in a movie. Let's go see it. I like soccer. He's so misused in this movie because you get a little practice thing where he like bounces the ball on his head. That's cool and all. But then like he doesn't play fucking half the game. And, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I've watched enough soccer to know that if you leave a game injured, you can't come back. (laughs) Well, they, they, they had to have more time for Stallone. I guess, but uh, fuck yeah. I don't know. Paley did not need to be in this role. He's misused completely. Uh, y- you get a little bit of soccer porn, a little bit, but it could have been a lot more. Yeah, yeah. He, he needed to be like the linchpin in this team, and he was just kind of there. And this could have been anybody. They had all these. They had all these, you know, names from sixties, uh, seventies soccer teams, and mm. and they have Pele, the fucking. I mean. Even if you've never watched a game in your life, you at least have an idea who the fuck he is. And yeah. they just totally like bl- glance, almost glance over his skills. So, so you're saying it's because he's black? Definitely because he's black. Okay. Um, and, uh, well, I got one more thing. Uh, when I mentioned earlier the, bu- the belly shirt guy, there's another, <laughs> there's another guy. Hi, you guys. A- <laughs> Hi, Nazis. If you guys need me, I'll be over in the washroom. I'm you can pretty, escape through my my uh, tunnel. I'm, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> yeah, his tunnel, quote unquote. I'm pretty sure that if uh, that if uh, a guy uh, goes a flamer for the Nazis, they'd pretty much treat him like the like the Eastern Europeans. So, but, yeah, um, yeah, they were too keen on uh, <laughs> homosexuality. I think that there's a political party that that's around right now. That's well, whatever. The T. Um, the. Uh, or the R, yeah, the R. <laughs> um, and but the, you get a glimpse of this other guy in the in the audience at the soccer match, and this guy has the fucking craziest fucking mustache on earth. Oh my was, god, man! That, that was, was a, fucking ninety-year-old uh, loaf at a soccer game. <laughs> this that guy, guy could fucking he could wipe the back of his head with his mustache. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Oh, it was How awesome. How did that motherfucker? He had to have coat hangers like in, inside <laughs> his mustache because it stood, it stood out like two feet oh my God. inside his head. Straight out. That was awesome. So, and By the way, people, I fucking succumbed. I shaved everything off. Oh. My face looked like a fucking shaved girl's cooch the first day. It was wonderful. And I kept reaching up to like curl the mustache or to you know get a little bit of the hair in my mouth and chew on it, and it's not there anymore. Oh. I gave in. I succumbed. There can only be one mustache in this group. Oh well, it was fun while it lasted. All right, was, so I'll, I'll let you cover some notes. Okay, okay, here we go. Yes, uh, I would have to say that John Huston knows how to do man's man movies and characters. Yes, uh, he. Um, he, uh, well, he worked with Michael Caine before. The Michael Caine. He worked with Michael Caine uh, in The Man Who Would Be King uh, with Sean, with that, uh, what's his name? Sean uh, Cassidy? Yes. Connery, yes, Sean Connery. Um, now, this movie, okay, now I know that our double feature was A Magnificent Bastard Michael Caine, but after watching this movie, I will say I think Max von Sydow is a magnificent bastard. <laughs> yeah. In that goddamn Nazi uniform, that fucker, he was just awesome. I, I loved his character because mm-hmm. even though he was a Nazi, he, uh, he loved soccer. And he was he was a you know on the German soccer team at one time, and he that was his soccer was his passion, and that was one thing that I liked about this movie is um, for some people uh, the sport and the competition um, it overcame or transcended all the other bullshit for them. I mean. Uh, uh, the, there is one scene where, you know, of course they're in, uh, you know, Paris and, uh, uh, the whole crowd is full of, you know, Parisians and, uh, something happens, which was just fucking mag- I mean, honest to God. Okay. There was a movie, the movie vision quest with Matthew Modine, uh, and, um, he had a friend in the movie who was a cook in this hotel that he worked at. And the guy's just an older guy, you know, his job, you know, Loudon Swain's doing working as a bus boy or whatever, or as a waiter in this hotel. This guy is a, is a, it works in the kitchen and that's his job. And he, but he gives Loudon all this advice and everything. And he says, you know, something he was telling Matthew Modine, who was into amateur wrestling. He said, um, I was sitting at home the other night, and I was having a couple of beers and eating a pot pie or whatever. And uh, he said, I turned on the TV and he says, you know, there was a soccer game on. And he goes, I don't know shit about soccer. He goes, I don't know anything about it. But I was sitting there watching it. And he was talking about Pele. And he said in, in this part of the, of the game, you know, Pele, uh, somebody kicks the ball up in the air and it's like way up in the air. And he said he just, you know, sits there and he times it. And then he did that, was they called the bicycle, bicycle kick? Bicycle kick, yeah. And and he said he kicked it and it went in the net and he goes I was sitting there watching this and he goes I started crying he said because I knew I had just witnessed something so spectacular that only maybe a, a handful if that people in the world can do yeah and it was just beautiful it was just amazing and honest to God every time I watch this fucking movie <laughs> when like you said the soccer ballet. 
where they they, they go into slow motion. Soccer porn, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, honest to God. When I first saw like Vision Quest and that guy was talking about that, I was you know you know you, 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 I'm I'm young and all I care about is seeing you know Linda Fiorentino with her nipples sticking out and she's hot and all this and that and, <laughs> and the, the, the the teen stuff that you liked in the movie, but now that I'm older and and you know you 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 learn to appreciate things and see how wonderful there's things can be in this shitty world and how beautiful certain things can be, and honest to God. It was – I swear to God, I've said this last episode and this episode. I think I'm turning into – my estrogen levels must be high or something. But honest to God, it, uh, just seeing that and it, it had to do with how they shot it mm-hmm. because not not just that, but there were several other scenes where they would slow it down in slow motion and the guys were like, you know – the ball would be behind the guy and he would like pick it up with one foot and then yep. kick it up yep. on his heel and all that shit. It was just so fucking wonderful and everything that I literally got really emotional. And and also something else that added to that was the musical score of the fucking movie was excellent. Yes. It just gave that rousing kind of, you know, uh, the thrill, you know, they always said the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat and everything. Uh, it was just really an awesome musical score, which added to that emotional, you know, thing inside of you. Um, but uh, the part where um, that scene happens with Pele and Max von uh, Sydow stands up and 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 he's just cheering. And all the Germans around him are like, what the fuck are you doing? And he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care. That was fucking awesome. That was fantastic. It was marvelous. And that was just a really cool moment. Um, There was a couple other moments uh, when the crowd starts chanting in French, you know, victory. Victory, yeah. Yeah, over and over and over again. And then when they sing the French national anthem, I swear to God, I got goosebumps so fucking bad. I, that is one I was, thing I love. I, lo- I love about watching soccer. I fucking love when like crowds like cheer, like sing together. Or the crowds can be great, and then they can be just so awful. You know, <laughs> yeah, certain yeah. other parts. But man, uh, like I, I know what you mean. That like uh, the, the certain teams will have certain like they're they're like uh, not theme songs or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Yep. Uh, chance and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Like uh, was it uh, uh, was it Green Street Hooligans? It was uh, a, a, I mean, it was about the hooligans and stuff, which sucked. But I mean, you know, it, they would go to the to the games and start those songs and shit. And it was really cool, especially when they got like sixty thousand fucking people singing in unison. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's just like yeah, it's a great sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I. Really, honest to God, I think you could have took Sylvester Stallone's out of this entire movie, and it wouldn't have missed a beat. Oh, it could have been better. I mean, yeah, it if, could if have I, been better because I, I didn't. I like I said, it seemed like a lot of his personality was was, and I and I understand that's how that's how it works with actors, but a lot of like the annoying parts of his personality kind of snuck in there. Yeah, and like it's it's like one of those deals where okay, everybody there is you know a British soldier, uh, oh you know, and then here's Stallone. Of course, he's a he's an I'm an American, you know, and, and I signed up as you know and joined the British Army or whatever, you know, or Canadian or whatever the fuck he was supposed to be, you know. But it's just like I imagine that it's. I th- I imagine if you looked at the script or if you looked at the book or whatever that this was based on. That character did not exist. 
Right. And because Stallone was hot at the time and because, you know, Rocky and everything, and they got him to be, to be in the movie to get financing or to be the star of the movie, they created that character for him. There might have been a character whose job was to escape or whatever, and then, you know, whatever happens. But I'm sure it wasn't some fucking mushmouth douchebag who can't fucking act for fucking goddamn shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as, as I look at my next note that says Stallone sucks, uh, there's a, there's a guy from the movie Sorcerer, the uh, the, the the movie Sorcerer. Um, though, okay, of course there was four guys: Roy Scheider, then the old guy, uh, and um, the 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 French guy, and the, and then the the guy that was uh, the the terrorist or whatever. In the, in the Middle East that went to uh, South America to get away. That guy is one of the French resistance guys, the little guy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of dark hair. and uh, So I, I just happened to notice him, which I would have never – first time I saw this, I never saw Sorcerer, so I wouldn't have known this. Um, I still haven't seen Sorcerer. I have it. I need to watch it. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm with you on uh, – uh, they uh, soccer from what i've seen and you know everything i mean it, it's there's it's not high there's not a lot of high scoring games right, right. and you know the the field is huge so you have a lot of running around and stuff like that and people i've you know you hear people say oh, so but it's boring it's boring it's boring if you're playing it it's not but to to show it and make it interesting and exciting uh, I'm with you 100%. I think they could have showed uh, – um, I mean you have a what an hour and a half maybe. It's like a two-hour movie, close to two hours. Uh, but when you have a movie like that and you have John Huston – I mean who am I to question him other than the Stallone part? Um, <laughs> uh, but I, that was probably beyond his fucking control. Yeah. Uh, um, we need, we, I need to see Fat City. I've never seen that. Oh my god. It's fucking good. Jesus Christ, that is so fucking good. We got to review that. Maybe one. we'll review that with some other boxing movie. All right. Anyway, go ahead. But but um, just the parts that he did where he was showing them playing soccer, it was. It, I mean, you only have a certain amount of time, so you you can't show like ninety minutes of just people playing soccer. Right, but right. the parts that he showed, he made it really exciting, and it made you want to watch and want to go out and play, and and stuff like that. And I'm gonna go get a ball and go play. And anyway, polo, watching. Uh, Polo, Jesus Christ! Watching <laughs> Pele fucking just embarrass these dudes by dribbling around like they could not touch him. Yeah. It was awesome. He he is fucking awesome. And and like I said, I mean, it's pretty bad that he. Um, this is probably the first, maybe only movie he was ever in, and his acting was just a, maybe a, a half a notch below Stallone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had already retired at this point. He retired yeah. in '77, so. I did like the one scene with Stallone where they did have the one penalty kick and uh, and um, he walked out and kind of like, like looked at the dude like look kind of yeah, looking down had like kind of a stare down kind of a deal uh, but yeah I, it's um, it's I've always liked the movie I bought it I mean when you t- when you said hey let's review it I, I mean I I was like I know where it's at I know where I, you know and it's it's a good movie you know it had you know, like I said it has a few weaknesses but it's. Mm-hmm. I still, I think it's a, it's, I, I don't, would you say it's a, it's a, just a guy movie? Yes. Yeah, it it is. Because I mean, it's Let's just, say you know, that. it's a war movie. It's uh you know, it's a sports movie. I mean, you know, there's women that'll like it, but generally speaking, I don't think it's a very feminine, like centered movie. <laughs> it had one hot chick in it. 
Yeah, and and, that was one of my notes. It's like it's like uh, Sly staying with the the hot French chick. I wonder where this will end up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, seriously, uh, that was just like not even just it was just thrown in there. I yeah. mean, totally just thrown together for him to, hey, you know, why don't you throw a fucking hot chick in there? And I'll give her a fucking couple of my stupid lines and make her laugh like I did Adrian. <laughs> they almost did that shit dude. at the end, too, with her, like, running through the crowd. I was waiting for him to say, Adrian, I mean, Renee. <laughs> I'll tell you what, seriously, when I was watching that, and you know that it's 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 really cool and exciting when the fans just storm the mm-hmm. the field and everything. But I have no delusions of grandeur that the Nazis wouldn't have just fucking mowed down everybody on <laughs> yeah. that fucking field. They'd have killed every fucking thing they saw. Yep, there would be a, there would be just massacre, just a fucking stadium full of corpses. And then the guy would be like, and the crowd goes wild. Uh, yeah. Wild now. <laughs> Dance, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck All right. Well, I guess we can get into our scores and stuff. Um, We're dabbling on now. This is uh, not the not my favorite Michael Caine performance ever, but he's good enough in it. Um, good. Still a, still a magnificent bastard. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the, um, <laughs> you know, Pele's a little wasted. Um, the... The, the the second half of the film is exciting. Um, again, in the center a little bit as they uh, are getting the team together. I guess it could have not it could have not dragged as much as it did. But that said, still seven point seven five out of ten. Still really good, um, and it's worth owning. Honestly, I mean, if you like sports movies, you'll dig it, and if you like World War Two movies, you'll like it too. So, I'm a little bit less. I give. I, I, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Six point seven five. Six point seven five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, no. <laughs> six six point seven five. What the fuck is wrong with what you? Fuck. Um, How? Oh, yeah, this is uh, this was this is fun. I mean, and like I said, if you, if it's you, a good six point seven five, I I fucking hate. I mean, just uh, I want to punch your, your hatred of Stallone probably taints that score a little too. So. Uh, just uh, my not not my hatred of Stallone, just him in this role in this yeah. movie. I just didn't think he. I thought he really knocked. He knocked one notch off that movie. I would have been where you were if if he wouldn't have been in it. <laughs> so. And and honest to God, if they would have put somebody, fucking, uh, I can't. I mean, off the top of my head, can't think of anybody. But if they would have put somebody who was a good actor in there. I mean, shit! Yeah. It might have knocked. It might have. It would have fucking jumped that movie up to, you know, eight point five maybe or eight or eight point five. Um, he, you have Tony Curtis, you have Sylvester Stallone, you have Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> bam, bam, or, and then before Tony Curtis, Victor Mature, Victor Mature, Tony Curtis, Sylvester Stallone, Mark Wahlberg. Who will be the next? <laughs> hatred lineup. <laughs> That's just guy. I mean, I like Victor Mature and Tony Curtis is all right. I mean, he's I don't know. He's not, he's not great or anything, but all right. <sighs> well, that's it for us for the for uh, for victory. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break again and come back. We got a little feedback this week, even an email. Look out! We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. 
from the big sleep to big mama's house. Well, maybe not big mama's house. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. Song called Twist of Cain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? Cain? Creep, uh-huh. creep. All right. Guess what? We have feedback. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an email. From Stephen. He's on the Facebook group. He says, Hello, Loaf and Zom. Just thought, I, just thought I'd send a little feedback. That's the end. That's it. Um, no. Really loving the show, even though I've not seen many of the films you talk about. Though I have seen Groundhog Day, and I have to agree with a score of 10 on that film. Very funny, very dark film. And I have to say, when I saw it, it made me fall in love with Andy McDowell. The two Michael Caine films for your, uh, your, your reviewing... I haven't seen Alfie, but I have seen Victory or Escape to Victory as I know it. I saw this film when I was a kid and I loved it. The Great Escape with football. What not to, what, what's not to like? I agree. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is not to like. And Pele being misused is what not to like. The scenes that I remember the most are the ending at the football stadium. When the prisoners from a concentration camp are brought in. Oh, and oh, oh, when the prisoners are from a concentration camp are brought in. But the scene I recall the most is when... Oh, the arm breaking. Just quite oh. brutal. <laughs> oh, that was well, that was brutal. <laughs> Just quite brutal, or rather, that is my memory of it. Uh, keep up the great show, Stephen. So cool. Thanks, Stephen. I'm um, trying to keep up the great show. What great about? show? What? Know. I think he's talking about Gentleman's Guide. Oh. He's confused where he's sending this feedback. Uh, Wait until yeah. he listens to this week's episode of Gentleman's Guide. <laughs> oh, God. I feel sorry for him. Uh 
I actually didn't do a cricket sound in the gentleman's guide because I didn't have it loaded on my iPad. I, I did one once. I went creep, creep, but I, I, I didn't have it loaded, so I couldn't actually play it. You did an oral cricket. I did an oral cricket. What was the one you made? The the sound of the cricket um, <laughs> coming, the or something like that. What? At the beginning of one of our episodes, you're like, that's the sound of a cricket. Uh, ejaculating Dude, i don't know once we once we fucking do this show i don't listen to it i don't reflect on it <laughs> you listen have, to it you lie my sister my my son is whatever my sister's alice does listening to our show of course and she i she said what are you listening to i said oh, i was listening to our show she's you listen to yourself <laughs> I was like, man, I listen all the time. That's why I started deleting like other people's shows because they, <laughs> so just build up and, they just build up and build up, and I wasn't listening. I was like, <laughs> it's 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 good to critique, though. You know, you yeah, get yeah. to whatever. improve your craft. All right, we got some, well, uh, we got some voicemails too. Silver and gold, silver and gold. I'm calling in to silver and gold. What's up, guys? It's the Cinemaster's Justin O'Brien here, the freaking awesome network. Wanted to discuss two things that got brought up on last week's podcast. First will be Crazy Stupid Love, which means I'm going to have a little discussion about it on Facebook when he posted he's seen it. He got cut off. How the fuck do I get cut off not only a minute into my phone call? I have to shut up. So I thought you told me I didn't have no three-minute time on it. I got one minute now? Uh-uh. Anyway, crazy stupid love. I thought it started out great, but I really fell off the rails about an hour or so in, and I agree with Tom. It should not have been two hours. For starters, there's way too much going on, and you got, you got Steve Carell and Julianne Moore, they're breaking up, blah, blah, blah. Ryan Gosling's his new trainer. He's getting hooking up with Emma Stone. You know, she's really hard to get. Uh, you, you you get Kevin Bacon and Julian Moore. You get the fuck. You get Steve Carell's son, who's in love with his babysitter. Uh, oh, and you get Marissa Tomei sleeping with Steve Carell, and then it gets a little crazier as it goes. And, mm-hmm. it, and once it comes all together, it's it, it's hysterical in a bad way. Now, there are genuine laughs in the beginning, but I'd say after the first hour, you kind of just like cut this off. I mean, everybody does good, but once you get to the big reveal at the house, and then that speech at uh, Carell's son's. For some reason, middle school graduation, I never knew they did those. Uh, I never <laughs> had one. Uh, it just goes off the rails and I was laughing. I had one. We showed a slideshow, and they played Forever Young by Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> had it in the sense of, I can't believe they thought this was a good way to go after the first hour. I still say maybe check it out, but eh, I don't know if I'd stick around after the first hour. And the second topic, which was the... Uh, porn and the men punching the women when they're going down on that. I've seen some of that. I've stumbled upon it and I don't like it. Uh, mine's actually came and it was going to be one of those videos. It was uh, one of the porn sites that just looked like it was uh, normal. It looked like it was normal video. And, normal for him. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I got uh, distracted by somebody. Uh, Somebody's so punching him in the like head. It started out normal, and then he just, and I'm, you know, kind of, you know, cranking it out and all that. All of a sudden, he punches her in the back of the head, and I kind of just stop and go, wait, did he just punch her? And he does it again. I'm like, hey, hey, stop fucking stop. punching her. And stop that. Just talking to the computer was going to make the video stop. And it, it just turned me off. And I know that is like a fetish area. I don't know too much about fetishes. I'm not Lloyd William. 
Uh, I mean, like as Zom said, I'm fine with a bit of slapping as long as both parties are okay with it. It's not too rough. You know, the spank in the ass, that's fine, but... And (laughs) the other side is fine with being punched. I still don't like it. Like, that would still turn me off, but I'm fine with a little bit of slapping here and then, but I'm not a fan of that. I know some of them go really extreme. I uh, very briefly started a video with with Cody Lane. It's called The Blue Room, and it's basically... I'm going to go write that down. Manhandled by three other guys. Blue room. What? Cody Lane? I think so. Cody Lane. All right, I'll check that out. I'm gonna walk it up right now. Is in my ears. Essentially, it's rape. It's, it's, and I kind of turned it off right away, and soon must have gone on for like. I think the video is supposed to be 30 minutes, but there's like a whole demographic, I guess, that like simulated rape, and that's just a huge turnoff for me. Uh, but dang, that's how it is. Just gotta avoid them. But yeah, that is a little weird. Not down with the rape. Area. Mm-hmm. For porn to go, but eh, that's why I'm not in the industry. <laughs> that because I couldn't last long. In small anyway, penis. Enough about my sad life. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work, guys. What's this good work, everybody? Oh, god damn! Ugh. All oh, right, yeah. he's right. That chick's ooh. Anyway, Cody Lane hand job. She made a lot of movies. Unlimited compilation. Oh, what's this? Cody Lane sucks. Fucks for a jizzing. It's I don't so, see anything that looks like rape to me. I I know like literally maybe oh. like four uh, porn actors' names. It's so funny yeah. because my my history with porn is watching for a minute, <laughs> you know, and then flipping to another video for a minute. <laughs> I then grabbing I, I tissues and going to sleep. <laughs> exactly. I don't I don't like learn names or anything like that. And honestly, I'd rather see like an amateur anyway. I want to see a girl with like big old like wobbly tits getting banged, and then I'll be done. I don't, I don't, I don't care to the story or anything. <laughs> You're like Russ Meyer. You don't even need penetration or anything. You just want to see the boobs. That's all. That's okay, it. Okay, I found Cody Lane on XNXX. Cody Lane, The Blue Room, Part One, and Cody Lane, The Blue Room, Part Three. Okay, and in the one picture, the guy is behind her and has like he has a couple of his fingers in one side of her mouth and a couple of his fingers in the other side of her mouth. He's behind her and he's like pulling her mouth apart. Like Andre, the giant did the hacksaw Jim Duggan or something. That's that's why would you want to do that? Don't pull your girlfriend's mouth apart. Don't, don't like try and pull her lips off or stretch her, like rip her mouth, you know, whatever. Just look up Cody lane blue room. Just do a Google image search for that. It's just disgusting looking like it's just like, it shows her looking anguished a lot. Why does he have to fucking call in? Because now we have to look this shit up, and it's going to stick with me. Cody I think she's Lane. Ch- she's choking a few times. Anyway, uh, so thanks, Justin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, her face is fucking like turning purple. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that shit. All right, so next voicemail. Hello, my name is White Okay, otherwise known as Morris Micklewhite. I heard that you were doing some of my bloody films on your podcast. I've never heard of a podcast because I am one of the bloody greatest actors in the world. I am excited to listen to the fucking podcast. He's laughing. And that's the end of this accent. Well, anyway, so I'm happy that you're doing some, uh, you've chosen the good old Michael King to be the, um, the first magnificent bastard. And uh, I'm happy that you chose my suggestions of Alfie. And uh, victory. Otherwise, oh, that's Bryn. Victory in, uh, in, in Britain. Don't I thought it was Michael King. Films <laughs> or uh, other 
other other geographical areas. Because I don't know, especially this, I don't know why they can't just call it escape to victory rather than victory. Um, I guess I'll start off with Alfie. So Alfie, uh, I loved it as I was growing up. You know, and that's uh, obviously that's where the the saying comes from when everyone does the impression of of my dad is battle cat. Not a lot of people know that because of course he says my dad is Alfie, and um, so that's where I came from. Uh, but Alfie's a wonderful film. I love it, and uh, I really did try my best to uh, live my life as as Alfie as a, as oh, a young whippersnapper. Um, and you know, it's it just a uh, great, great film. Um, you know, of a young fellow's life. You know, trying not to get too attached to one female of one or another, and just let uh, his little head tell the big head what to do. So, wonderful icon of British cinema. Um, and then we'll get on to Escape to Victory. Now, again, this is another one, a uh, great one that they always play back home whenever England is going to be playing uh, Germany in uh, the World Cup nice. or the uh, European Championships or something. They always play this, and they play the Italian job whenever they're going to be playing Italy to get the get the good old blighty spirit up and uh, get the fans uh, rip-roaring and, and fighting and balling. And... Um, so I love this, you know, because you've got L.A. and um, and all the other boys in it, and Bobby Moore and, and and all the great footballers that are starring. As uh, obviously their acting skills don't come too over too well, but of course their footballing skills are wonderful. And um, and I love the part at the end when good old um, uh, is it Maximilian Snell or or yes, it is, yes, and he uh, or Sido, whichever one it is. I haven't seen it in a while, but anyway, and he he gets up and he applauds the. Uh, the, the overhead kick from Pro Pele, who's really spiked down because he's got broken ribs. But there's a great, there's a great, uh, good old pub quiz question that you can talk about uh, this film when you ask um, who played in who played in goal in Bobby Moore's last international. I never want to go on about uh, you know all these great goalkeepers, but then the real answer is Sylvester Stallone because they should, oh. you really want to trick people. Uh, this was. Bobby Moore's final international uh, game, so it was Sylvester Stallone. So, so anyway, so a lovely show as always, and uh, hope you all come along and listen to Hamakus because it's just as good. Right. That's, that's right. it. <laughs> Hamakus, check it out. Hamakus. Thank you, Bryn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and thanks for the choices too. Um, How do we know that wasn't Michael Caine doing, doing a Brian Bush. Higgins impersonation? Yes. Eggs, what, what? Who? I don't know. Some guy. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I, and we, we did. I mean, you know, I think you'd, had you seen, you'd seen both of these movies, right? Uh, what movies? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I never saw Alfie okay. until we just watched it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, enjoyed both of them. I, I bit, seen so. the other one, though. I seen it. All right, next voicemail. God damn. Silver and gold podcast. This is Jake McLarchuge. Sitting in my car right now. Thinking my thoughts. And I decided to call in to the Silver and Gold podcast. Silver. Don't have a whole lot to say. Really. <laughs> I don't normally talk like this either, unless I'm calling into the Silver and Gold podcast. I'm going to talk Voice like this on his show this weekend. 
but I miss you guys. Still do. I'm listening to the shows, enjoying them, you know. Good. Kind of. Okay. And I figured I'd drop you a line because I haven't done that in a while. And uh, I don't feel guilty about it, but maybe I should say that, you know, just to kind of extend an olive branch. But, you know, whatever. I haven't really seen any of the movies you guys have watched lately, so don't have much to add. So I'll ask you this. Silver and Gold Podcast. Specifically, I'll ask you this. Oh, Jesus. If you were with Zoe Dechanel. Dechanel? Dechanel. And if you're with her and Myla Jabovich. <laughs> and they had the eating habits of Mr. Loaf. <laughs> Would you toss it? <laughs> just, just a simple question. All I want to know. I want to know if you would boldly go where Loaf has. Wait. I lost my train of thought. Where am I? He's drunk behind the wheel. Silver and gold podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would not, <laughs> unless I maybe washed the bum area myself. <laughs> You're sick. So if uh, if you knew they had had garlic Ritz crackers and lots of coffee in the morning, would that would that salad be tossed? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck it! A damn right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's not even a fucking question. More butthole talk. I knew it would happen on silver and gold. I knew it would happen. Next voicemail. Hey there, Loaf and Dr. Zom. Is this the same guy? From uh, Criterion Cast and Cine Awesome. And fucking pissed at my internet today. (laughs) Going out. Wanted to talk about Viva Riva. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be on Gentleman's Guide this morning, and he had internet problems. So Anyway. Which is awesome. Motherfuckers. Just have to figure something out with that. How to talk about that movie in some other way. But, I see you wanted some uh, Michael Caine impressions. <laughs> uh, let me try this one. Let me try. Uh, I'm so nerdy. I'm sorry, that's Michael Sarah. Sadly, Michael Caine, I cannot do one because it sounds awful. Something like it'll be, it'll, it'll sound as ridiculous as many people doing his, uh, his, uh, trademark voice. Actually, Michael Caine uh. himself <laughs> has done an impression on himself when he heard about uh, the funny. trip and how Coogan and company were doing, uh, impressions of him. And he does a fantastic Michael Caine impression, <laughs> which I think is very meta and very, uh, very awesome. Um, other than that, I don't know. Just want to, you know, I haven't haven't uh, said hi to you guys for a while, except for on the uh, Facebooks and the Twitters, Twitter sphere. But um, I'm rambling now. Um, I need to go and try to figure out this internet problem. Internet stab someone in the face. Okay, talk to you guys that's later. How, that's how Bye-bye. they roll in New York. 
They just stab motherfuckers in the face for inconveniencing them. Stab them in the face. Us southern boys, we just run them off the road and pour malt liquor on their corpse. Southern men don't need him around anyhow. That Golgo, that, that, Golgo, that Dick Togo figure you posted is pretty awesome. I would like to have that. I would too. Uh, no, seeing as it's from Japan and has multiple points of articulation, nerd alert, it probably costs fucking 50 bucks or more. Oh, fuck yeah. More than that, probably. And then it would cost 50 bucks just to ship the fucker over here. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to buy all that shit. I'm going to go. That's where we're going to have a horror hound. Japan. Tokyo. All right, here's a it's just going to be just like Enter the Void. <laughs> here's a short one. I don't know what this is. For shame, silver and gold, for shame. I can't believe that you left out the tidbit that it was Michael Shannon's debut in Groundhog Day. Disgraceful. <laughs> That's it. A oh, uh, 400k. Maybe Skype didn't get. <laughs> I had no idea, honestly. I didn't even. I didn't even think to look at that. God damn. Michael Shannon. I mean, God damn. That's the second time he was brought up this today. Was it? Wait, did we, talk, did we mention him earlier? I don't even remember. Uh, I said somebody looked like Michael Shannon. That's like, right. Was. Don't even remember. Well, that's it for the voicemails. Eh, voicemails. I thank you again to the Bryn for our choices. Check out his podcast at the Hamica, his Hamicus podcast. His, I think it's just hammockus.com. He's also on iTunes, so that's where I listen. Um, and yeah, Cinemasticus Justin, his freaking awesome network. He called in, and who else called us this week? I can't even remember anymore. When I Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, baby. And Angelo King Kong, Mosca, baby. O.J. Simpson, and Mar- Mark O'Kine. So, oh, and thanks, uh, James, from, from Criterion Cast for almost giving us a Michael Caine impersonation. So he was this close to winning something. <laughs> Maybe the Bren gets to win something. Nah, 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 nah. nah fuck him. Fuck right. him. Well, that's it for the show this week. Uh, turn in next week when we are going to cover a, a Golgo double feature. Ken Takakura's, I believe, second appearance on our show. The first being the Yakuza, correct? And Sonny Chiba. I just had a cold chill. First appearance on our show. Both in playing uh, Dick Togo in Golgo 13 from 73, I think. Dick. Golgo 13, the Kowl... Kowl... Oh, God damn it. Kowloon assignment. I can't say that word. From 1977. It's going to be a Kowloony episode. Waka waka. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I got to ask some people something. As I'm looking at this... uh, One of these pages. Okay. This is to our fandom fan people. Do you find Miley Cyrus attractive? That's it. My, I don't even know what she looks like anymore. How do you spell well, it? I'm looking on the Egotastic, and then on uh, Tyler Durden, they have her in a bikini. 
And uh, I'm not going to pass judgment right now, I'm good, because I'm waiting until next week till we get some feedback. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to my achy, breaky heart. I'm good. <laughs> do a, do a, a Google image search for Miley Cyrus and related searches. A uh, related search is Miley Cyrus, no clothes. Shit. I'm not saying if that search brings up anything, but all right, that's the big show. Uh, you can always contact us at our voicemail line two zero six three three nine one six zero zero. You can uh, email us or email us an MP three at silvergoldpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, check out our iTunes. We are on iTunes. Check out our Facebook group. Uh, check out our website, Silva and gold.com and that's about it for me Zom you got anything else that's about it that's about it uh, I ain't got nothing a little behind the scenes our internet oh. went down right before Higgins uh, my internet went down right before Higgins last uh, voicemail chastising us for the uh, Michael Shannon debacle and um I went down. I went downstairs to reset things and got a handful of shredded cheese. So the the eating habits are still still intact. So don't worry. I'm not on a diet at all. So I guess that's it. So until next week, this is Loaf Oot Zom. See you guys next time. <laughs> Two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>